The weird signal sh- the weird signal is shining bright in the sky, bringing this podcast protector into the night and into action, Jim. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shay. And I'm Jim. Wow. You and like this that? is episode number 318 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, recording on Batman Day. Happy uh, Batman yes. Day, Jim. Happy Batman Day. I needed some oomph. You're, you're America's sweetheart. I need a theme to kick in. I'll never so, do that you, again. You had I this long <laughs> and, and I'm Jim. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that long. The funny thing is I, I did this- longer than the intro. I did this for a long time ago, and I'm looking in all the sound effect things, and I have one that's just, and I am Jim. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? And I ended up listening to it for a second this morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I remember what I was going to do. I thought I was a little a bit speedier than than that. And there. I that am was Jim. nonsense. And I'm Jim. Here we are. And this is, is Batman Day. And we do and <laughs> we do have Batman on the podcast sure this do. week. So that's pretty good. We have five books. We don't have any mail, so we're going to be right to it. And uh, again. I keep thinking this is the new norm. You know, this is the new black, Eric, with all the – but you told me next week we have a ton of books. Yeah, so it's one of those – We got 10 books overall, eight for the podcast, two on the spotlight. Yeah, it's like one of those, like you're eating a cheesesteak and you're like, man, they forgot the cheese. Then you hit the core of the cheese there. It's all over you. I'm like, How why can't, this why can't the they steak? spread the cheese better? You know, sometimes you have that where you're eating it and it gets in the middle it's or like at the other end. It's like a cheesesteak. It's like a Twinkie. I almost got a cheesesteak today at the place near your house, and I didn't, Eric. And I, I hung up right when they answered because I thought, I'll make my own cheesesteaks. And then I went to get the stuff to make my own cheesesteaks, and I thought, man, that's pretty expensive, making my own cheesesteaks. I didn't end up having a cheesesteak. It sucked. But Aww. I'm going to have cheesesteaks tomorrow while we watch football. We're going to go right. and get cheesesteaks, just as an aside, so you know. That's not for the podcast. No. That's just a little aside. Wink, well, wink I'm for happy me that and I you. know now. Thank you. We are found all over the place, maybe, at Frank's. Maybe. Well, I'll be getting a cheesesteak, but also on, on Twitter, Weird Science DC, where if you follow us, we'll follow you on back. We have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can go and read all of the reviews that me, Eric, and many others write each week on Tuesdays. The DC stuff drops on Tuesdays now. And we have a Patreon account. It is patreon.com slash Weird Science, where we have a bunch of shows. I've done a bunch of things. I was telling you before we started that I just did the new Villains podcast. podcast on Dr. Alchemy, yeah. Dr. Alchemy, he's coming up in the flash after uh, Joshua Williamson's run. So I thought that'd be a cool thing to go with. Who knows which one and what not we're going to be dealing with when we do get to that. But it is the original Dr. Alchemy. But one of the big things that we do each week is have our Patreon-only spotlight, where we talk usually two books on a Thursday night, picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, boop. And they took the big one. They, they took the real big one, but We made a stipulation overall, last week. If you pick yeah. Detective Comics number 1027, it's a 150-page book, 144, whatever you want to call it. I'm, yeah. at it. I'm rounding up here. But like, if you pick those book badasses, we're, we're just it. doing this one book because this is the big mamma jamma this week. Yeah, where that ends up, it's fine. That's their prerogative, like Bobby Brown once sang. But it does kind of give us 
extra work on the weekend. That's the one thing that we don't <laughs> like. But there's not a ton of books anyway. But just to let the people know, we did. of laziness they have, are evening oh out here. Oh, my God. They always do. Uh, we ended up talking almost an hour and a half about that one book. We did go into detail book. about it. Me and you even started singing together. We were, we were singing a little, a little celebration song. Yeah, not we a good were. celebration, though. Yeah, no. No, it was pretty dark. But I sat there after, like, is that too dark for the main? Well, it's too dark for the main podcast. Not for that spot. Like not for the badasses or anybody else in the Get Fresh no. Group. We they are love losing it. Patreons tonight. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, they do not like that. But if you want to listen to us talk about that big book, you'd have to go over to the Patreon. One of the things, too, that I'll mention briefly now, but we'll talk more in depth next week. This month is an annuals month. We're going to get an annuals week well at month. the end. Yes, it is. At the end of the month, we have an annuals week where that podcast fully will be on the Patreon pretty low i know all that but it is actually a big week it ends up having the three jokers come out that day you end up having a bunch of death metal stuff and some annuals actually thrown in as so well an actual annuals week it's weird too because whenever yeah, we get a big I jeff know. john's book it seems like even when he's doing doomsday clock so sporadically it would always come out on that weird annual it's like, like if he's coming out he's coming out hard at the end of so the month doomsday clock ended up yeah. like you said and when you ended up since the shutdown going forward we have had an annual didn't have a lot of annuals we have no had those so we and, and even when we have a teen titans annual it didn't come out and it's quite some sporadically weird throughout yeah. different months yeah so we are going to get a robert venditti justice league annual which is kind of crazy but we have a batman superman annual why, there's a bunch of things robert going on the way you did bother me i'm like like for some reason it didn't sound like you just you like did he what yeah no, no, so like, what you're telling me is robert i need to have the sound effect. and i'm like sitting here i'm like is that his name? I'm like, do I call him Bobby when I'm alone because we're I best friends? Do I don't call, know. I, I don't think that Did he? You, I don't think that you call him <laughs> Bobby at all. I've never heard you say that yeah, I said ever. I'm alone. Well, yeah. I guess then I'm friends. not with you when you are best friends going. And I am desperately. Threw me off. Yeah. You don't call him Robert. Keep telling me about this, Eric, as I'm trying <laughs> desperately to get a sound effect. I, I like to call him Rob, uh, but he Old doesn't. Bobby quite, Diddy. He doesn't quite like that himself, right? He he doesn't, Eric. You know, Diddy. There we go. All that for that, Eric. I delayed all that for that. But the best we, part is you're sitting there before we even got Hey, we don't have a Diddy book. I and know, I know, and then don't. I brought it up. <laughs> I, I didn't want to miss it again. I mean, really. Yeah, Eric, here we go. Oh, my God. It's off the rails. It's off the rails. I don't even know what that was. But one thing that's a little more than 45 seconds, Eric, is our salute weekly. True. (laughs) True. Just tell me that. Our weekly salute to the bad asses that we talked about that pick almost all the things we do. And this is the roll call. This is. The badass roll call, Eric. Right. Boom. We're going to be talking about these fellows oh. and uh, ladies oh. right now. We got Jay Jennings, Josh Murray, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Crow T. Robot, Forrest Pauly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Watt, Sick Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Niels Teort, David Fink, Joey Bear, Costco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Polly P. Down Under, a lot of weird spiders down there. I'm never going to Australia ever. No. I saw more this week. Come book Rocky, Cellar Dweller. Speaking of a spider, Eric. M- Mark Jagger, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Ulysses Jones, Nick Adams, Bill Bear, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, <laughs> T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, 
I've been warning Manship all week. There's a lot of books coming out that are just tagged for him to get for no reason. Andrew, <laughs> Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, Bobby Bain, Dalton, Edom, my man, people from NYC, Mark, uh, Batman Beyond Mark. He's still upset that Ink is back from the dead. Our man, <laughs> Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray getting She's ready still. for another Buffalo Bills game. And... Our man, Double A-Ron. Where is A-A-Ron right now? There He's you right go. there on the badass roll call. He is. He's right there. I said that to them. They don't listen. Why don't they listen, Eric? I don't, I don't know. I, I wanted to have some other sound effect. I don't have a lot loaded up for the intro, so I can't really do that. Uh, is it fine or is it It's fine. He had that weird thing at the beginning there just to throw in after I screwed up. And I actually really thought at the beginning, I was like, is this his way of throwing shade that I screwed up the beginning? I I don't know what this is. I didn't even want to put it out that you fucked up. Everybody heard it. Yes, they did indeed. But yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing right now? I don't. What episode is this? We got some Uh, books this week. 318. I actually thought we were just doing the mail. I don't know. You don't I have none. No, I didn't mean that. Oh. <laughs> ah, yes, sir. Tuesday I, nights. Eric, I, I don't know what the hell we're doing. You, you get the change and then you walk home, as we always say. But we have a bunch of books, so I will stop being goofy, maybe. And we're going to go off to a first section that is pretty darn big, Eric. It's going to have some, so. some of the Batmans in it for Batman Day. And we'll do that right about now. No. Yes, it's time for Jim's Reviews. Only Jim's Reviews. Have fun, fucker. (laughs) Only Jim's Reviews because Eric is so lame. He is is so, so lame. But we're going to be talking about books in one Eric Shea, who usually people say, is his name Eric or Nancy? Because that guy's negative. He's real negative a lot of times. And I say, listen, why are you saying that? I usually just call him Muffin Top and call it a day. And they said, well, that's true, too. I'm, I'm but so upset right we now. <laughs> end up with the idea that you told me before we started that you're a pretty positive. You're I think so. Positive. The thing you're, is, you, you my know, positivity is other people's like, man, that guy's negative as hell. Yeah, well, that's true. I found out. I am not positive enough for people. Seriously, on Twitter this week, I found out that a seven is an awful score. I found out that people out there as reviewers, they tend to try to shy away from sevens because, ooh, I don't want to be so negative. A seven. I mean, really? A seven? Eric, a seven. 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 
that's big for you. A seven would be above your regular average. You, you are pretty negative. I, I see what they're saying. They're, yeah, like said, they're correct. There's a lot of crappy books that come out that I am forced to review, which forces my rank overall, my average, to go down. Ooh, what are they pulling your arm behind? You know, doing that. It, we ended up, and I tried to explain you, to the guy. You want guy. me to start pulling the game? Like, I don't really like this one, so I'm not doing it this week. I've got to keep my average up. Yeah, really. If you, you're going to do that, I mean, I would <laughs> end up skewing the system as well, and we, we would stop the site. That's what yeah. that would be. But the guy ended up saying, you know, I pick and choose. We said we don't pick and choose. We end up having books. And it's not even the idea that when we do them on the site, especially the idea that, hey, Eric, I don't really like this issue of Batman. Do you? Yes, I do, Jim. Okay, Eric, why don't you I'll let you, you know in a week it? when I read it. Yeah, really. I, I end up saying, hey, I just read Nightwing. Did you read it yet? And I get the response of, I'm not fucking doing it. You you got the book. We traded. And I'm like, oh, man, I almost did We have did action it. comics next that's week, Jim. That's what I'm saying. I said, I, that's when I keep quiet. I'm not going to mention anything if you start saying, yeah, I reviewed this. I'm like, all right. Cheers to you, buddy boy. Yeah, really. But we're going to start off this section with one of the bigger books of the week. I still say Detective Comics number 1027 was the biggest book. And I I do mean page count and that being on the Patreon. This is one of the bigger deals and it is continuing the Joker War. And with the Joker War, me and you, I think people sitting back and they've listened to the podcast and they're Eric fans, probably hashtag Team Eric. Oh my God, there's this thing? Yeah, there's some. Not many, but there's okay, some. I mean, sense. there's a favorite for everyone, Eric. You you tell me that always about shitty books, so I'm using the same analogy with that, though. For shitty people, I gotcha. think Yes. I think that people would sit there and if, if you had to put a thumb on our overall yeah. opinion of the whole deal of Joker War, I don't know that people would get like they'd be like, and eh, they kind of like it a little, I guess, because we've kind of been hot and cold with it. Now, once the Joker War starts here, uh, we've been kind of cold on the whole progression of the story. I was cool. I have to think is I want to say cool now because you're just saying cold and hot. But I'm, I've been hot on the idea of the Joker War leading into it, but once we've gotten, I've realized. The Joker War is all in the background, and I'm not getting to see it. And that's my biggest problem. When we ended up getting out of the designer story and going into the Joker War proper at number 95, uh, we were saying leading – oh, my God. Each issue, uh, we're getting more and more fired up. We're getting fired up. This sounds really cool. All right. All the pieces are getting put into place. This could be really neat. And then we this end is up going to be my summer event. Yeah, yeah. It turns out I'm not going to have a summer. No, event. you're not. And we end up hitting the Joker War, and now it's a it, most fall, Jim. it got a little less, uh, you know, in scope. And then, like you said, the Joker War is kind of hanging out in the back. It, like I'm dealing with crazy Batman, and that's about it. It seems. Yeah, like. and so where you get into this penultimate issue, I'm expecting something big, but it, it kind of is like fool me once, you know, shame on me type of deal. That we have a big, oversized number one hundred issue coming. Up, so I shouldn't expect too much out of a 99 here to go. It's the Wayne Gretzky, but it's not the greatest, Eric. And so with that, I end up, wow. I end up getting a little upset with this issue. It does look fantastic, though. It's Batman number 99, written by James Tynion the Fourth, art by Jorge Jimenez, Tomei Moray, and Clayton Cowles. It's the penultimate issue of the Joker War, and it seems that James Tynion will just keep moving the story an inch or two forward to save the fireworks factory for the number 100 finale. This issue looks fantastic, but other than that, 
We're just reminded that the Joker's going to kill some people at movie theaters, and we see that the Bat family is going to try to stop them, and that is one of the better things. Now, the big thing about this that I didn't put in that blurb, the big moment in this issue, and it's not a wow moment, it's not even a you know fan service type deal, it's a pretty good moment of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, to me, is the only thing in this issue that really elevates it to really not getting a real shitty score from me because she wants to end this Joker where she wants to end the Joker. In, in Over all the past couple of years, Jim, she's been shying away from villainhood, become more of an anti-hero. Even you know, like you see her in like, you know, Brian Michael Bendis stuff. She's hanging out in the Hall of Justice with the rest of the heroes. Yeah. So she's elevated herself to this point where she can chill with the Bat family and is yeah, accepted, babe. but she is tired of this nonsense. It's one of those things where people say it's a cliche anymore. Like, why doesn't Batman kill the Joker? It's a whole thing we always talk about. And if you really think about it, besides for a few things with Red Hood or even what you have with Harley here or even Damien's new frame of mind of how to take out criminals, it's more of a fan thing that it's talked about. It's not really talked about all that much in the comics. It's just the fans online always talking, I wish that Batman would kill the Joker and all this stuff. So when you actually see it put here, I'm like – and even the way it's resolved where he like, you know, look, Batman – I plan on killing this guy. I am ending this once and for all because you don't have the balls to do it. And if you th- if you don't think I'm going to do it, you better put me down right now so I don't. And Batman walks away, doesn't put her down. I'm like, is that Batman almost accepting the inevitable that, you know, the Joker needs to go down whether he does it or not? It might be. And I'd laugh if he's like, no, you, you got that gun loaded as he goes. And she has like little copy like, listen, if he kills. Like I didn't do it. Somebody else did. And, and oh, she, no. She goes down the list. Listen, if he kills you, I'm going to kill him. If you nah. don't kill him, I'm going to kill him. If he goes to kill Gothamites, I'm going to kill him. Now, where I think that you get this play a lot, and it really does remind me of the whole injustice deal when Superman ends up accidentally killing Lois, pregnant Lois, because Joker ends up doing his whammy on there. He ends up saying to Batman, if you would have killed this asshole that long ago, all this stuff wouldn't happen. And I'll give this James Tynan bit a little more credit than just saying it's aping that because you don't go full out like you said. You usually hear the fans talking about that. Harley is very specific to the Joker, and I will give credit to that because if she just started going in, you don't kill any of your villains. All your villains. No, no. She's not concerned about the other villains. Is This no. is Joker. And I think that with that, she's also in one line actually does make me like it a little more than when I first read it is the idea that she's also a little upset that somebody else has been turned into her the punchline yeah. deal and it's not the jealousy like how many more punchlines yeah. is he gonna make how many more people's lives are he yeah. gonna ruin going along this kind of line like i did if you don't put an end to this on top of all the murder and mayhem yeah and i'm glad that it isn't just and then he has punchline who took my plate like a jealousy thing no this is an after what harley said to punchline and almost made punchline stop and and think for a second of the idea that he's just using you he's gonna throw you away you're gonna end up dead and this is harley as not the you know, crazy lady here. This is Harley as a good person like, who doesn't want this the holy to continue. Always decide to have yeah. a freaking PSA right now about who Harley really is and what she believes should be done right now. Yeah, and you know, it ends up being with Batman saying that's not. Gonna we had happen. a lot of funny this issue, but you know, there's a real thing that we need to talk about. Everybody yes. killing the Joker. Now that for the greater is the good. best part. As Batman is going into Ace Chemicals, where Joker's just shooting everyone. And I'm thinking there. Harley's like, yeah, if he kills any gun, he's doing it right now. Harley, just get in there, guns. <laughs> blazing because he has been killing everybody including his chauffeur at the beginning of the station for a second i'm sure you can still hear the gunshots oh, yeah. going off oh, inside I'm sure and the screams uh, you know all that but <laughs> she's there with her thing well the, the issue starts off and you're gonna get joker finally again 
We haven't had a lot of Joker in the Joker War. And with this, it is not, you know, the, the greatest to me. You end up, it's just Joker. Yeah, he's getting in this crazy, really his, his stretch Humvee. Humvee, the stretch Humvee. Uh, with it's so funny to me. As, as we go up to this whole thing, you have a guy in a clown mask. Sir, it's been made to your exact specifications. And like the whole thing, you go and you see the new Joker mobile. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, it obviously there's more to it. But when you first see it, I'm like, it's just a stretch Humvee that has some graffiti on Somebody the side of it. it right? My exact specifications. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Like, you never seen a freaking Humvee before? And it's funny because it's supposed to be like this really gaudy thing. I've seen worse. I mean, I've seen a lot worse than that. But he ends up getting it in. I'm hoping that his plan going forward is because I, I hope that he's not just spending money. I hope he's going to make money on this. I hope that he, you know, rents this out for you got to spend money to make money. Well, he's going to rent this out to proms and things. This would be pretty cool. <laughs> I, I wish you. I wish it had a swimming pool in the middle. But you end up with him Look, going. the thing is so long. You only really see a close-up of what the Joker's doing. It could have all this it stuff. Might. But I don't Hot know tub. what all the exact specifications yeah. are on this thing, except for when he is driving through Gotham. You do see that there is a screen like with on the roof on the back laughing, of it yeah. with his face on the back just laughing. I'm like, now, is this a constant stream of him inside the car, or is it just on a loop of him just laughing? I hope it's just him <laughs> a constant loop laughing. And he's going to talk to Abe, the chauffeur. I said to myself right away, you ain't lasting this issue, Abe. I mean, really. Well, once they get to where they're going to go, you're going to get shot in the face, which does happen and kind of threw me, which I wish there was something a little more clever than what I could come up with there. But it's the classic deal, and it's showing now, the Joker is ruthless. He is a killer Oh, yeah, killer he's killing everybody just like the Joker does. Now, that my big question is we have the Joker war going on. Gotham has been, you know – Jeez. Gotham is hell right now. The, the mayhem, the freaking chaos from all the people rioting on the streets with clown masks. I'm like – when this is all said and done, and these people have to go back to their jobs, and I'm like, do you think it's just like, all right, taking the clown mask off? Like, I know they're trying so to go. So you're saying, is the- this the purge? Is after this, well, like, the okay, is, here like, we do- go. Like, how does pe- how do people come back from this? Like, yeah, I align myself with a billionaire murderer who's decided to kill everybody and so thing. I'm like, is there a weird idea in this that this is almost like a, a political it's a satire of what's happening in the know, world right now? Because you don't actually see the other side. You know what I mean? You don't see my ass in a basement crying to myself in the fetal <laughs> position where I just wanted to end. Uh, but boy, it, all hell's breaking loose. I mean, it is bad. Like, I just want to know what's up with the people because we talk about it all the time. Like, people move to Gotham because they have a point to. Pre- that they are survivors, they can do all this stuff. And we're like, who are all the pieces of shit that just put on cloud masks now and going along with their murder and just setting fires on place? I'm like, I don't understand why everybody is just like, hey, right, time to fuck my hometown up. Well, if you wanted to work things through here, you would have something because there is the idea of who, and this is nighttime, so you would think the nighttime it's is nighttime. the Joker time, it's right? The nighttime. Yeah, and so with this going on, and I think the Joker has stolen back the night here, but you end up with just mayhem. There has to be people here because you are having people going to the theaters and maybe this could be the side deal of everybody's wrecking things. Now I don't have shit. My house is on fire. I don't I need to go and make some money. Join them. Well, and go get money from that theater because we even said, no, who's going to show up at the theater? Even if it is for an amount of money, you know, it's going to happen. Here's $100,000 to go watch the market. Okay, I'm going to have to. I'm going to my my house is on fire. My insurance isn't covering this. I didn't have Joker insurance. I guess I need to get a payday. Yeah. And with that, you're bringing up some things that I think are kind of left behind. You don't really have a lot of 
the common man's opinion of this. They're trying to give you a thing here. James Tynion's trying to wax poetic about how Joker thinks that Gotham has always been his city and his town. Didn't really feel 100% Joker to me. It felt a little bit off of what was going on and what we usually do get with the Joker and Batman kind of being, you know, he thinks it's his city. It's our city usually. I, I kind of actually dig that a little bit, especially when you have the idea, the, like the spread page that you have of the Joker just going around and like graffitioing places and like just doing different stuff. And you have that great close up of the, like the Joker's face right there in the bottom right hand corner. I'm like, that is amazing. But the idea that, all right, Batman was trying to up his game here and actually make it a good Gotham. Let's show him how easy it is to tear this shit down. All his stuff is for nothing. I'm like, I don't know. It kind of does work for me in that regard. It does. As he's talking to Abe, he better shoot Abe because he's really pointing to the idea <laughs> that Bruce is Batman, where he's like, Batman came in and thought he could buy the city. I want Abe like, Huh? Hey, that is Bruce a Wayne was doing That's Bruce Wayne. I got him. You're going to die. All right, Abe. Then, bang, bang, baby. And then where I said you're going to be reminded of the characters and things like that, there's Clown Hunter who's just on top of a building with one of the clowns. You know, killing and, clowns. Yeah, drops the clown over. And it was a bit reminiscent to me of Flashpoint where you had, you know, Harley there and, you know, getting thrown off that bridge and things like that. I just think that that was just in my mind, though. But you have all these things going on. And again, it's all just to set up the hype for the next issue. I didn't really get the hype, though. I, I didn't end this issue saying I need to get to the next one right away because of everything I saw. It almost felt like a walking tour of Gotham before we get to the finale, because then you go. And while all this nonsense is going on, you have the Bat family, including See, right there is the hype moment in my mind where it's like, all right, we have a hundred like issue number well, hundred coming out. The I'll finale tell is you like, why it isn't here's to me in a the minute. Bat family, everybody, they're going to be doing some stuff while Batman takes on the Joker mano y mano. Yeah, so you end up having Red Hood, Dick Grayson, Batgirl. These are normal deal, Red Robin, but you also have Signal, Orphan, Spoiler, and Harley, who somehow. Climbed up on a water tower for no reason. She's I'd outrageous. like to see. I'd like to see when she's out. I'm not going to stand the, here. The I'm going to go part up. Of the spread page roster call out right here of who the, who's on the Bat Family side. Like the thing is, you have Harley Quinn, Batgirl, Orphan, Spoiler, Signal, Red Hood. And Dick Grayson, I'm like, why didn't you yeah. say Nightwing here? Like, do you need people to know that Dick Grayson is back proper here? Like, for some so reason, like, that Batman could give him the outfit. And I give know, him but the... like, why wouldn't you just say Nightwing here when everybody else is using code words? I want a dicky boy. You have him there, and they're Dick they're, Grayson. They're all ready to rock, right? So they're there, and the thing that gets me hyped seeing them kind of goes away. Oh, and then. Red Robin's there it, too. Yeah, blowing bubbles. Kind of going away from me with the hype. There is the idea where Batman's like, "Yep." I'm going to go off to Ace Chemicals. That's where the Joker is. You, you guys, you take care of the, the movie theaters. I'm like, yeah, you're just going to have, you know, Batman versus Joker, which we always would have personally. And then you're just going to see these side things. This is my word. And I don't also know like how that it's We also be. point out that Batwoman is working with the GCPD throughout. So that's why she's not in this big, and like, her name drop detective here. detective comics exactly. deal. And that was a little bit ago. So it's nice to see. Well, in the meantime, you end up, Trying to figure out, you know, what Joker's up to. Joker ends up getting called by Punchline saying, oh, I, I done messed up. I, I ended up not stopping Batman or Harley. I got tied up at the goons. Your goons came and got me. Uh, I'm sorry. Joker's like, never mind. Shoots eh, Abe the driver. Up. He has a suitcase this whole time. But then he goes to Ace Chemicals where he was going, goes in. We're, we are manufacturing Punchline toxin to the nth degree here, which we're going to you know pump out through all these movie theaters to kill everybody who's going to go see the Mark Azzurro. Yeah, and you're working on that Punchline deal, and you do have now the 
you know, the clowns, his henchmen deal. They were working on it. And now it does feel a bit like the Dark Knight where you end up having, you know, the Joker going and cleaning up his mess. Nobody can be left behind. He's going and shooting all his henchmen. He ends up shooting the chauffeur so that he can go forward with that. And he has that big deal with the whole attache case which does have a suit that'll have in the I, end I, I like this whole bit here because this attache case which he just kind of pulls out like almost like a magic trick from behind his cape here but yeah hey dick I, I know there's a lot of things going on here like you know the city is little literally burning down around us but i stopped by one of those mini caves i have because i don't like when we have the big you know thing here i need artists to be able to sell stuff that people are going to want so they don't want to see the cabbie vigilante no. they want to see nightwing here yeah. you go son yeah nobody and so you have that I'm and like, he's gonna become... to go do a costume oh, like, yeah. all right I, I need you to go save people at all these many theaters dick grayson but you know what first you got to change because i don't like that look you have I, I actually love looking through batman before this happens and wonder where that case was exactly. it's a magic <laughs> trick it's like the watch it was up his ass he put it up his ass to keep it away from anybody but he's there and you have that but there's one little bit that really did bother me is the idea where you get a little jokey with red robin you have him like hey there harley's crazy he's doing like the cuckoo deal and she's like shut up duck boy duck now, boy even i'm that, like I'm telling you, it's, it's not how i want to see dick right i mean tim drake portrayed yeah. because they have dh him so much over the last couple of years yeah. but when harley says duck boy i'm sitting there like well, for one thing, did you know that he called himself Drake for a little while there? Or are you actually referencing that you know who the Bat family is and then that's Tim Drake and yeah. you're just saying Duck Boy? Yeah. I'm like, how much does Drake, fucking Harley that's, know here? It's the crazy thing that it's definitely throwing shade at the Young Justice Drake moniker there. So she knows a I lot. I don't know. She knows a lot. But Duck Boy. And I'm like, ah. But I do love the art and I do love that Nightwing is back in the costume. I, I kind of wish that maybe we got that in Nightwing first, but – we get it here. And so you end up with, you know, tie-ins to all the tie-ins then. You end up seeing – got the cool room people showing yep. up with Red Alert and the Penguin and Catwoman willing to go and steal all the money back the Joker has stolen plus some extra stuff from the Underbroker. Yeah, and we'll get to that later. So we see that. And I love that. Make sure anybody who still hasn't read this week's books, you read this Batman issue before you read Catwoman because this leads into the Catwoman yeah, very nicely. Yeah, this one leads into the Catwoman. It's, it's done very well. And like you said, then you see that Batwoman's busy, GCPD. That's from the detective time. You have a lot of things going on that do tie some things up and do work, especially then with Nightwing being Nightwing, all of that here and getting them all in place. But again, like I said, it's more of a just get everybody in place. Let's get ready for the big finale. But then when Batman just says, okay, you guys take care of the theater. I'll go to Ace Chemicals. It kind You've of lessened it to me there. Batman. What are you doing? Like yeah. the whole, even the whole lead up like this. I know I've been a, like a little hard yeah. lately. I have to be better. Uh-huh. So what I'm doing right now is For making sure year, that, I, Eric, that I single myself out and not let you guys do anything with me. I'm like, you're, you're doing it wrong, Batman. You're not learning a damn thing here. Yes, yes. you're going to have the family help you. They're your freaking backup, backup dancers for this whole thing while you take on the like, mm. Have the Bat family help you, which yeah. I hope it is like, all right, everybody, you're going to coordinate over here. We, we save everybody in the theaters and then everybody converges on Ace Chemical to be this whole big unified group to take on the Joker at the end. You would help, but yeah, that's shade, Eric. He says, I should have brought you in from the beginning. The last year has been hard, but I think I'm seeing clearly for the first time in a long time. I'm sorry I haven't been better. I have to I be. Agree. I will be. That is shade. Be better, Batman. Shade, that is. Uh, they are going <laughs> off and Batman is heading off to Ace Chemicals. And in, in an issue where you know, things are going, you know, pretty good. You're going, you end up having a weird thing where not a spread page, but two just art pages that look great. 
But really, the idea of Batman landing, heading to Ace Chemicals, then switching the camera angle, then seeing him walking like a badass, look amazing. It felt weird. They look like pinups more than anything. But that's when Harley pretty much should have said, dance, sucker. Because she starts shooting at his feet. I wanted him to do a little dance. Grazes his shoulder. Yeah, and we get to that point where we said, but Batman ends up leaving Harley behind. Like you said, it, it's almost like an idea of, you know, hey, uh, yeah, you do what you got to do, Harley. And Harley looks Just like she's even thing, crying. I'm telling you, this- this thing, like Harley Quinn, like when she's over the top goofy in her own book, I had to stop reading because it was just so much all the time or it just was yeah. a silly book to read. When you actually have a character, like she would appear in Suicide Squad, so I'd read that Harley. But like when you have her here, then you stop me now. You put me down hard. You make sure I won't get right back up and finish the job myself. This can't just be like all the other times. This story needs to change. It needs an ending. I'm like, holy shit. And the idea that Batman doesn't put her down and walks away yeah. knowing this is her intent. I'm like, well, shit, anything could happen It would right have been now. crazy if he just punched her, right? Broke her fucking oh, t- face. He, he should have put her down at this point, being Batman, and making sure that nobody gets killed. He should have broken the gun. It's what he should have done. But yeah, this is the Harley that I always love. This is why I love Harley, when you end up writing her in a way that's more serious. And as I like to say, Eric, more of a character than a caricature there. Where's, 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 where's my sp- hot take? Ding sound at. Where's my hot take? Oh, that's my. a ding sound oh, right now. Oh, man. But yeah, that was what we got in the new Jim got Suicide Squad. Back in the day, but also what you got in Injustice as well by Tom Taylor, which Harley's the greatest in that. But yeah, you end up having Batman going to Ace Chemicals, pretty much yelling, "Hey, Joker, where the hell are you? <laughs> Let's get this going. Let's well, dance, here I baby!" Am. And on top of all these things, I'm going to break your mind more than you ever thought because while you were busy being crazy, Batman out and about on the town, being you know taken care of by Harley Quinn, I went and dug up your butler and did some freaking designer zombie action to him. Now you're going to have to take on this controlled zombie Alfred while I stand here in my Batman triumphant costume that yeah, you had prepared got for when you Batman finally fixed outfit. Gotham. Yeah. Now I'm going to graffito this up and be the Joker Batman. I'm sorry. This ending, well, you know, we don't like the designer zombies because we don't understand exactly what's up with it. It was just yeah. thrown at us out of nowhere. This is something messed up for Batman. It to is deal, but- messed up, but he thinks that it's not real. Is this real life? He has no idea. <laughs> is this so real? He just got real. done dental surgery, Jim. He's, yeah. had, he's had some well, lidocaine, some he, freaking anesthesia. He has just, and the, the reason why I think that this kind of doesn't play out as great for no. me is, number one, no, we already saw real. the zombies. We've already seen the zombies, and you even have Joker. Yeah, you kind of were a little mean to them zombies back at the Monarch Theater, but... How about this one? And But we've already had, you know, Batman thinking of things like this over and over with there's Alfred. Now, obviously, this isn't, you know, a arisen Alfred that has some sort of tech. Like we don't, like you said, we don't really know the particulars of how all this designer stuff ends up working with some guy back in an internet cafe working yeah, the deal controlling with this dead body Joker of Alfred. toxin coming but out of Alfred's you have mouth. To, you have to beat the crap out of this yeah. father figure who's dead right now. I'm like, that, that's just going to mess with your mind, even though you it know is. personally, like, okay, this is not my, you know, father figure Alfred Pennyworth. This is not him. I also don't want to damage his dead body in this yeah, because we, then we can't throw in a Lazarus pit, right? That's what we're going to have to figure out. I just like that we do end by getting Alfred back. It's just that Batman grabs Look. the controls and it's the zombie Alfred. Hey, zombie Alfred. He's like, here's your rotten cucumber sandwich. That's all I get. love all you, Master food. Bruce. I love you too, Alfred. He's that's like, hey, Alfred, again. give me a hand. And the hand falls off. You know, that sort of thing. Good that, job. That gag. Thanks, Alfred. But yeah, with all of that, you do end with 
you know, the Joker that's what and I'm that calling crazy this whole outfit. Thing. I'm calling it the Batman triumphant costume for yeah, some reason. It's just the idea with. that this was built for when Batman finally fixed Gotham City and didn't really need to be yeah, the you, Batman darkness think, anymore. It's funny, too, because you end up having the triumphant deal that looks a lot like Justin Bieber's car that, that was all shiny. Do you think that when he ended I, up I when he ended up finally getting Gotham the way he wanted, was he just going to walk his ass downtown with this suit on so he looks real fancy and all? That was the thing. Because <laughs> it kind of felt like it, it did, was in Gothtopia a little did bit. It did seem to be the idea of, okay, when everything's good, you wear this suit. It's a little gaudy. It's a little it's like hairy. in your face. So, But I kind of dig it as well for some do. reason. It looks like Justin Bieber's car. You, you I have don't to look at this. <laughs> they tried to get rid of that car for so like, They wanted ordinances against it. This thing was just a reflective car. It was a silver. It was, it, it was incredibly <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous, right? But you end up having that. But overall, there are some moments I like, but you don't really do that much besides just setting up. I expect that from a penultimate issue like this with a big, giant issue coming next. It's oversized. It's 100. I mean, there's so many things that hit with that. The end of the Joker or 100 issue, oversized. All of these things all wrapped into one that I wouldn't think that you're going to get the wow moments here. So then you end up, you know, making a lackluster finale. But I still have to rate it for what's going on. I like some of the things in, but most of it to me is just a roll call. Like Even like the clown, there's Clown Hunter. Hey, there's the family. Hey, we got the Nightwing suit on so we can do some fun things with that. Uh, until Harley shows up, I was really, not Harley shows up, but when Harley goes after Batman and Ace Chemicals, Batman, yeah. that actually, it, it does elevate the issue. It does. It makes it more personal. You see a Harley that's very well written to a anti-hero hero good person who wants to stop what is bad also very personal to her as well and doesn't want to just sit there and watch batman just go through the dance again and go through the motions that never work just like damien said and this is really bad i mean usually you're gonna get and i think that that's the thing that i i may not give jim james tyne and jim tyne and Enough credit for is usually you get Joker. He's got the, you know, he's got the parade going and he's got the top. This is hell. This is a burning city. And what Harley's saying is the next time it'll be worse than this. I mean, the and thing this is, is, bad. is this worse in your mind than, you know, Joker Endgame when he had the, the entire Justice League Jokerized? Only because that was, you know, against some heroes. But then you end up, again, parades Go, and you're stuff. You're going but through freaking Gotham destroying it. It was kind of quick. This seems like it's lasted, in my mind, that I don't know, the way that, that things are going. This has lasted, you know, seven years, I think. But he is doing something a little more over the top violently. You know, he usually has his MO and going, but now he's turning the whole city against itself so i think that she's going with that the idea and it can get worse next time and what's worse i mean an atomic bomb uh, you know what's going on this has to end and then the side deal of he keeps getting these girls and that's not right we can even go back to the idea that harley was like the 80th harley quinn that that he had that was Uh, crazy he ended up having one after the other and name him harley but yeah, it's it's good enough, and I think my score went up after talking to you a little bit about it, but also reading it a couple more times. But I'm still who's only, a Nancy now? Still only at a six five. I'm a booster. I'm at a six five, and that's with me loving the art. I just think that there that's isn't great. enough going on with a arc that really hasn't had a lot going on. At least we get the Joker, but even that, the big plan still ends up being. Yeah, we're going to play Zorro and we're going to kill some people. That doesn't seem as big as some of the side moments like an Alfred there as a zombie, the triumphant costume that you're calling it. Uh, So I did like it enough. What do you give it? 
I think the build-up for this penultimate issue to the story really did its job to really get me hyped for what's going to happen for the ending of the Joker War and the big Batman number 100. I love the art overall, but like you said, there are problems where you are parading wow moments around, like, here's a roll call, everybody. Here's that clown hunter. Hey, here's, you know, Catwoman doing her thing, setting up her story. But look, villains and the underbroker, we're just going to, like, you know, throw things out there that people and fans of this will enjoy, but... We're going to stand on a building. All right, now it's time for me to go after the Joker. You guys go take care of this. That's essentially the progression of the entire yeah. book. But overall, I still have great – I'm telling you, that Harley bit is amazing. I, I wish there was more to this book to make me you know, elevate that a little bit more because that is the standout moment. I love that moment. I would end up giving this a 7 out of 10. Okay, one thing that I forgot to mention. It's, I don't think it's going to lower your score. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe I can even mention you. But I don't know why I want to convince you to be more I negative. But that's how – But. I remember reading it, and the first time I read it, I did sit there and think, you know what, this Harley, and we've said that this story is aping a lot of James Tynan stuff. It's really Batman Eternal Part 2 at points. Yeah. This Harley really feels a lot like what Batwoman was complaining to Batman about Clayface back in James Tynan's Detective, to the point, you know, we we can't let him be a bad guy. we got to stop him. If he ends up turning, I'm going to shoot him right then. And it is very, very similar to the point where Batman said, you know, you better not do it. Yes, we're going to do it. And then having her leave. And that was one of the things when I first read it. Clayface survived anyway. Yeah, he, he left the letter. But it does. There was kind, no stakes. It, it does kind of <laughs> ape that. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. No ramifications either. Batwoman was banished until she wasn't. And Clayface is out there doing something with Dr. October. She at points was heading Mexico way, then was in hot Lana. And then just came back to God. She was doing stuff. She had to let Batman cool down a little. I mean, it's amazing what a... Took care of that lost year, took care of the black mask, came back home, did some stuff. It's amazing what a, you know, failed wedding slash, you know, Joker, Bane, all that stuff will let Batman forget about killing Clayface. And he didn't die, so... But in my mind, this is way better written than Batwoman's take out on love of Clayface with Harley Quinn here. Oh, I know, but I think this is way better. Yeah. So we're going to go to the next book, which is another big book. What is it, Aerie? It is Justice League number 53, written by Joshua Williamson with R5 Zermonico, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano. While our Trinity travel to the Dark Multiverse to collect Crisis Energy, we get the Justice League title becoming important again as the Death Metal tie-in series that shows what our other heroes are up to in this new Batman Who Last World to try and stop Perpetua and bring the world back to what it was. Here we see Nightwing, Hawkgirl, Detective Chimp, and Lex Luthor having an odd and troubled team-up to try and release the Legion of Doom from Perpetua's throne to weaken the Goddess of Creation. I heard that little fumble there, Eric. And when you get into nothing. this, I I like it. And... I, he likes it, everybody. I like Mikey it. likes I it. I like it. I, I ended up liking it despite well, it being a little, it wonky, down now. <laughs> a little wonky, but I did like it because it's different. Obviously, Agreed. you can't well, have it's, a it's real putting Justice that stamp League. Of Justice League back on where it's like, okay, everybody, the book that should matter does matter once again. Yeah, and I like even the idea since we have, but not had, if you're, well, but not if you're not reading. Death I'm Metal. telling you, I, I said that to you before this. Yeah. If you're not reading Death Metal, do not get this. You will not understand <laughs> well, it point? at well, all. Come on. And so when you go into this, I like the idea that it is some time past. So you could even go with the idea, you know, you had that 39, shit went wrong, you have all this going on to this where, okay, things have happened, you have all these things going on. It gets a little wonky. The, the timeline even gets a little wonky with Nightwing. Like, I didn't remember the things when I did this, this, and this. So then when does this Joker War happen and all that? But you end up with all this stuff going on where I like the idea of Dick Grayson and 
Kendra, Hawker, they're going off to stop Perpetua, destroy her throne. They're trying to get there. They're going to gather a team. It does, in my mind, also, because it's even called Doom Metal, I think that now you can start yelling about the Lord of the Rings nerds, Eric, because this really feels like the quest where you're gathering people. Oh, I you're guess. Going even off. this whole thing, because they really want you to know, like, when you open up a lot of the death metal stuff, you'll see that big Batman who lasts reshaped yeah. world where it's the big Batman with the continents over here and stuff like that. And I never have a real good grasp on the size of anything because even when they talk about it like where they're at now right now in the slaughter swamps and stuff like we have to get to brimstone bay and i'm going looking through all these different things I'm like that's like three continents away how are you getting there to go and do this whole thing like you i'm trying to figure out where things are and i'm like I, I don't know how any of you are trying to get to this location and trying to even like on top of the omega knight being a big problem like the the guard of the throne of perpetua which doesn't make any sense to me anyway but Getting to that point, this new creative world, I'm like, I don't know how you were even doing that with a mechanical horse from Themyscira, which I don't even know how you got that. Well, he says Wonder Woman gave it to her. That's all you need to know. And there's a lot of stuff like that in here. And there's, you know, I can go with this a little more than the main death metal when you start talking about, you know, the dark multiverse and the energies and things like that. I can kind of leave it a little more behind in a tie-in by Joshua Williamson who isn't the main architect of this being Scott Snyder. So when you go, I was having some fun with this, though. I think Well, you're dealing with the stuff that you know for the most part. Oh, cool, look, we have these group of heroes that need to get together because, hey, remember that perpetuous throne? The the, the energies, the dark energies of the universe are funneling into that throne, fueling it up. We take that out, we weaken it. I'm like, well, I can get behind that. At least I know what's going on there. And that would be the time where we already saw Lex saying this. Now, if we ended up having this whole deal, because one of the big things that you had a problem with is the idea of dark multiverse energy with Perpetua. Dark matter. And, and with that, that is fueling her as well from the – so it gets a little wonky. I wish that when – Well, no, no, no. It's it's the crisis energy manipulated from the dark. It is the and dark, I, it, though. It, it you know, gets, it gets it wonky. Gets so and I wish <sighs> that with that, where you had the problem going in of, you know, the seven energies, the dark – all these things, I wish that when you ended up having – the Batman Who Laughs, where Lex and I ended up rereading Hell Arisen uh, to go into this with some things. But at the point where you had Lex grab the Batman Who Laughs and take to the God's Head and say, listen, Perpetua, here he is, this nonsense. And that's where you ended up having the Batman Who Laughs. Listen, I know more than he does. Go with me. And that's where she, I cast thee out with Lex. He gets sent back to Earth. He gets his powers taken away. I wish right then and there. You ended up having Perpetua, though you still would have been upset because things weren't explained, saying, you know what, those other seven energy things, that's bullshit. I think I'm going to just deal with this dark multiverse now. I think well, that, that would have helped out. That was a weird idea. The dark matter, like the reason that we had the Hell Arisen series, miniseries is what, like, you know, Apex Lex, I need you to take out this Batman who asked because unbeknownst to anybody who's been reading this story up until now, I can't deal with dark multiverse stuff. Can't affect it. Just can't deal with any of my power. So like, Lex, I need you to take care of this. Okay, you know, goddess, I'll go and do that. But now in this whole thing, we actually find out from Lex Luthor that, all right, if we want to get to that throne, you know what that bitch perpetuates? <laughs> done she's actually do you guys remember those omega titans during no justice yeah. how they died they when we died. used to tr- we tried to seal up that crack in the in the source wall, wall went down. and we did this whole thing and i blew it apart i screwed you guys way over but do you remember that yeah well if she went those dead bodies for some reason were in the dark multiverse and she reached down and reanimated and put them back together and now they're a dark multiverse omega knight i'm sitting there I'm like how the fuck did she manipulate now, this because she can't touch dark like she can't do stuff with dark and matter. the funny thing is is that she 
gets them, and they say the Frankenstein them together. I think she's just yeah. going with the brand, and I don't know the Dark Multiverse. They just they died and ended up in the Dark they Multiverse. Died in the Prime Universe. But, Why did we go to the well, Dark Universe? It says to get them? that they fell into it. I don't know. No, they I'll fell go. into they it. Fell. They trip and fell. It's like the well. You know, they're they're stuck in the well. It's like Timmy down in the well. He's got a walkie-talkie. You end up with all that going on. And even then, I could try to argue with some things with you after reading Hell Arisen again. That would be intriguing, but I know it's bullshit. But the idea of Perpetua sending Lex to attack the Batman who laughs. You ended up having Lex going and saying, hey, you assholes, you're not going to be able to stop me. I have the power of the multiverse. I have the perpetual power. And Blast, what I do believe was Black Adam or Shaz- actually Shazam at that point. Shazam's like, it tickles. He, nothing happened. And that's where the Batman Who Laughs. Oh, the infected. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. where Batman Who Laughs says, don't you know, that nonsense perpetual energy does not affect us. You can't. T- and I could argue that one of the twists would have been that Perpetua has no idea that's the case. We even argued at that point, why would she send Lex there? And I wish that because that was she played. Because she knows she can't now, affect it. I, I wish that this was played out more because in the meantime, you do have a Batman who last behind now, The Darkest Night, where he is saying all along, he is going to fool Perpetua. He's going to turn on her. And I would like the idea that she's not aware of this, though. She's kind of all-knowing and, and things, oh, so it yeah. doesn't make sense. So things get wonky. Uh, there's a lot of things, though, that kept reading that, and I'm like, oh, you could have done that a little better. You could have done that. And unfortunately, things have got convoluted and twisted up since then. But in this issue, like you said, you're not dealing with a ton of that. Yes, it gets thrown in with the Omega Titan, the Omega Knight. The Omega Knight And with now. the Omega Knight, it seems again like, well, we, they have a checklist or something. Perpetua's jailers were reanimated and Frankenstein together from the dark multiverse to guard a throne full of dark energies of the universe. I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Let's keep going. And again, I think that you end up having this mandate. Okay, what? This thing is a tie-in or anything with death metal, you got to have three nonsense characters so that we can throw that in and eventually throw in some concepts that you're never going to explain and some characters that don't make any sense if we see more than seven people cosplaying them when they're shut down and all stops (laughs) they will get one shots that that's the rule so you do have that especially at the end and stuff like that but you end up having detective chimp who is kind of just fighting creepers on top of Solomon Grundy's swamp, yeah. kind of by himself. And you you don't really understand how or why this would have started and how it got so bad for Detective Chimp, who's there by himself. With It's bad for he's everybody. He's there with, you know, the, the Nightmasters. He's doing all that stuff. And they show up and say, hey. The Jim Rook yeah, sword. Yeah, and they even throw shade at him. Where Creeper's like, eh, you know, I heard the other guy die to add that and you're going to die soon. Well, you end up, luckily, for... You know, Detective Chimp as well, though I think he might want to die. He's kind of like that. But you end up having Hawkgirl and especially now that he can't drink. Dick Grayson show up. Yeah. And they kind of get involved with this. They all fight. I think that the fight was a little extended for what we're getting well, out of it. Well, even this whole thing, we have, you know. I love the art, though. I actually really like the artist, Armando, oh, really in this. Yeah. But we have we have Detective Chimp, like you said, being attacked by creepers riding Solomon Grundy's, which is fine. It's, it's death metal nonsense, but yes. it's like this: like you you can't you know you can't go after him. Go away. Who are you? Oh, he's Nightwing. You don't. Which one? I'm like, are we throwing shade from the Nightwing book with the Nightwing yeah, squad? That's what like, I how does anybody like, really know I what's know. going on in Bloodhaven with a, the Nightwing squad a, at a new revamped yes, world? Yes, a revamped dark multiverse, a, a hinged world where uh, the creeper, who's all these cre- zombie creepers, which one? I'm like, 
Really? Like, like what, they, what was he, best is, friends with creepers, Sapienza? Funny, but, but they looked like crypt, crypt, crypt they keepers. Yeah, that's kind of funny. It's that a crypt creeper. Yeah, it is. And with that, uh, like like you said, what, what are you, a hutch man, this, this guy? Which one? <laughs> like, are you really serious? And I like that Nightwing red this myself. Is, this is where it kind of get, it loses me a little, not with the Omega Knight. It actually loses me with the kind of, like I said, the timeline of what's going on and what is referenced with the idea of which one there, but also where Dick Grayson's like, oh man, what happened with the people that sided with the Doom and, and that sort of thing? It kind of gets forced in, but it is a recap for people who wouldn't know, so you're there. You know, if Joshua Williamson didn't hate us, I would like to send him a message on Twitter with a picture like, would you call these crypt creepers? Yeah, that would be good, but he hates our guts. He's not going to respond know. to you, Eric. <laughs> you know, he's not going to. Also, with that, you end up having Solomon Grundy's that were born on a doomsday. I thought that was a really nice like touch. It. And you have that with the creepers on, but then they also have to go. This weird, dark amalgam. Yeah. World. I'm like, I can dig it. You you We're going to take you to the Groblins. I'm like, yeah, you, you're going yeah, a little yeah. too far. <laughs> you're going too far. <laughs> I want to have a fun. Calm yeah, down yeah, a bit. Now. Down. I'll take it down a And notch. then you end up having Kendra. She's got her silver wings. They're all shiny. They love it. I heard it was a map at one point, but who knows? And Look, so there's all... also a way to convert the energy of the Omega Titans yeah. to put them into the source wall to fix well, it. Well, after that, you end up with, you know, all those, you know, they're fleeing. You end up having the Solomon Grundies. You have the creep. They're all going off. And then, hey, uh, you know, we helped you out there, Detective Chimp. We need your help. Can you come and help us try to find Perpetual Stone? He's like, no, I'm going back in the swamp. You guys are assholes. I'm out of here. And then they pretty much get him with the idea of, well, it is a mystery. And we need a good detective. All right. I'm All right. You sons of bitches. And then they go off and he leads them to the Legion or the Hall of Justice. I'm telling you, I couldn't stop laughing, though, just because of how much of an asshole Detective Chimp is because he's just like me. The whole thing where, you know, Nightwing's trying to tell him what's been going on this whole thing. Oh, that's a great line, too. He's like – Kid, I didn't want to hear your life story. I just asked why we're why are you riding a robot yeah. horse? What's going on? Now? And I love that. I also love the long-haired, you know, Dick Grayson here. He is sexy as hell as a barbarian. Just go back to the '90s. Look how dig it. Freaking big this guy is! Holy crap! But you end up where you get some. You can't. You be get a some recap. Dude riding a robot horse. I love the recap though, and this is where I, I'm giving and I'm giving Joshua Williams some full credit. He may hate us, but I'm giving him credit. I like this way more than a lot of the flash issues of his that I've read. Because you end up having that kind of, you know, that trope of a character telling a little background of himself to get people caught up and then just having Detective Chip say, I didn't need your life story there, buddy. It's funny to me. But they end up going to the Hall of Justice, and that leads, like I said. Like, just look at this world. Like, of course, you know, society, when they talk about society chose doomed, you know, Detective Chip or Nightwing, whatever they're talking about, like, you know, this is like the, the, the this is why Perpetual One, society chose doom over justice. I'm like, of course they did. Look what's going on in Gotham right now. People are just assholes. Yeah. They just want to see the world burn, and this is what they yeah, get. Yeah, and I, I was just thinking while you're saying that, the idea I think that I do like this, and I do have fun with this, is it feels like... I mean, it, it almost feels like it could be a deceased story or, a, you know, you're getting that ground level deal. You're not having to worry about the big giant things and you're ending up having a survival story of an apocalypse. And I really do think that he does it very well when they go to the Hall of Justice. It's all apart. You have Dick Grayson. I didn't have my memories. What happened here? Oh, they sided with Doom. That's what happens. Some people were bullshit. I, I want to know where the apex predator people are though because it did seem They're like hanging out with perpetual doing Earth, multiverse you stuff. know humanity was turned into the apex predators but you end up where they realize 
you know, Detective Chimp has taken him to the guy who will know, you know, maybe where to get Did Perpetua's Did she turn everybody who chose Doom yeah, into Apex seems as if they were turning. Yeah, they were going and they were turning them in. Even on the different planets, Earth 3, those people were turning into Apex Predators at one point, And that was kind of her MO of doing things. Okay. So you have this, though, with the idea where they, they took the Lex. And Lex is there and they freak out. You have especially Kendra. How dare you be in the Hall of Justice, Lex, with her after what you did? Look, I'm trying to fix things now. now. We all make mistakes, Kendra. God. I love it, too. It's like, what? You led us to Lex? I hate Lex. And Lex thinks that it's a good thing. Wait, wait a minute. You're going to like this. Look, I'm scarred. I'm horrifically scarred. Do you Look at me. do you like I'm me now? now? How you like me now? Is it like no? You're worse. But yeah, hey Kendra, hit him in the face with some mace. And where you end up having the Harley in the Joker War, where you said that was really good. The idea of I'm going to take him down, whatever. I really like a Lex who's been very humbled here, and he's I, I fucked up. I fucked up completely. I well, went that's and always went. what happens when there's a bigger fish out there than like yeah. you know. Lex is used to being the freaking the guy, the smartest guy in the universe who can take care of anything. Because even when you had the idea that the crime syndicate showed up in Forever Evil, Lex was the go-to guy to fix everything. Oh, what the Justice League are gone now? I guess I'm going to deal with this. Here we have the world changed because of something he screwed up. There's somebody who he. Really can't take on a mano a mano or like like uh, with what's left of the world yep. but he is making a plan now right now he's going to follow that plan until things get back to normal because he knows he done fucked up yeah and as he's doing this again this is a well done recap this issue is trying to set something new with nightwing kendra they're going but you're going to get a lot of recap this is lex giving recap but in a way of I know what I did. I did this, this, and this. I ended up with Perpetua. She chose the Batman of Labs. I done fucked up. I got to go get the Legion of Doom that's there fueling her and the thing. All that, which is done in a way that does not feel just like it's not done in narration. It's not done with a spread. It's done with Lex saying this to some characters who may not know all that. And you do get that thrown in deal, though, with Lex. Oh, Oh, Hawk Girl, you're, you were kind of having a thing with the Martian Man. And I'm like, I, I wish that we'd just forget about that. That was nonsense. <laughs> but you end up done where and he done. does start saying, you know, Brimstone Bay, it ends up winking in and out. Just imagine this whole thing. We have a, a constantly moving throne yeah. idea that it's it's moving around so nobody can actually pinpoint where it is. He's been tracking down where it has been to try to like make an algorithm, a pattern yep. to the whole thing. But it's being housed in a freaking, you know, the monitor's multiversal yep. tuning force from Crisis on Infinite Earths so here. Lame. In the middle of a lava pool, fuel, like, you know, that's full of brimstone monsters going around here. And on top of that, it's also being guarded by a resurrected Frankenstein Omega Titan who's being called the Omega Knight right now. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't think anybody's reaching this a- thing. And looks like there's volcanoes there and also an electrical fence of some but sort. I mean, there's everything. Doom. I mean, really, they probably have pit bulls that shoot lasers. They got everything here. It is Mount Doom. <laughs> And all this going on. And I love the idea. It's like, that's not enough. Right? That's not enough. You have to be like, well, you know, well, you just the idea this. that Martian Manhunter originally went and failed because he went up against the Batman Martian Manhunter, the Mindhunter yeah. at some point. He hasn't been heard from since he went on his personal quest. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we can make this. But you know what, guys? If you stick with me, Lex Luthor, we might just have yeah, a shot. And Lex says, you know, you guys think – because when he says right now it's in Brimstone Bay – that's where Nightwing says, all right, thanks a lot. I hate your guts, Lex. Go fuck yourself. I'm going up the Brimstone Bay. We're going to go. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. No, somebody else tried that before. You think you're the first? Get this. And then you see that it's Martian Manhunter that tried to stop it. And you got to think that Kendra 
Dick Grayson and Detective Chimp are like, oh, Martian Manhunter, he couldn't do it. What about us? It's funny, too, to think about because when you go through this whole thing, obviously you you have Lex telling the story, but you see images of stuff. When you have the Omega Knight there, you do see Martian Manhunter approaching this thing. But when we move on, it's not that – the Omega Knight's not the thing to stop. It looks like he just got stopped fighting the Mindhunter Batman. So I'm like – well, hopefully he took that thing out before the Mindhunter Batman. We don't have to deal with the Omega Titan coming up, but that's not going to be the Here's case. Here's my plan. If I'm here, he's like, yeah, Brimstone Bay. And you, you Suicide. See, you, see the, you see the Brimstone Bay. You see it all there, right? I, I want to know where it was before that and maybe some others because then he says, oh, the other time it was in this glade. Then this other time was in the middle of a forest. And then another time. It was time, in the peaceful forest. Yeah, it was a peaceful forest. One. It was in the, you know, <laughs> no. run through the flower glade. And then the other time it was just but in the middle no matter- of a football stadium. Right. If you go and look at one of those new like maps we have, the dark multiverse, you know, Earth that we have going on here, there's not a good place there isn't around. A good place. You're not going to have a good section. This Even has to be the worst. Swamp. This has to be the know. worst. I mean, all the things you said. Not new apocalypse. Lava. I, I'm telling you. Brimstone monsters. I'm just waiting it out. I mean, I know that you have to stop perpetual and things, but, you know, things have been going on a while. Dick Grayson didn't grow that sexy hairdo overnight. So I'm just sitting there like, I would ask, where are the other five times? What were the last five times? And if something seems like it was a little less than brimstone monsters in a lava pit with Actually, volcanoes, I wish I had the map with to go that. with this one, just so I could look at the different areas going on in the freaking world Tell now. Me. Next thing you know, it's just right outside of Castle Bat. You just go and take that shit and run. That's what I would wait for. But look, they're going to go. In order for, like, even for their Trinity to get there, we had to have Swamp Thing go and almost put the green in danger to open up a now, portal to get to where they needed to that's go. That's like, true. Castle Bat is not a great place to be either. There's got to be some nice place. They got a vacation. New apocalypse. They got a vacation somewhere. I mean, where is the Florida of the – well, it's all Florida. When does it just appear in freaking you – know, the, the hero cemetery of yeah. Valhalla? They're like, you know, when does it just show up there where nothing's going on? That doesn't Maybe happen. they can wait and it's just going to show up right where they are. It's going to come to them. Where does it go to the Hall of Justice? I'm going to play the waiting game, That's guys. Right. Up. Also, I would ask Lex, too. My mechanical horse combat's tired These right are things now. that have nothing to do with my score, but no, I would say the Lex. Like, how long does it stay? Because I'm not getting my ass to that Brimstone Bay and having it wink out right then. It's a world away. Yeah, seriously. It is a world away, Eric. You are I went right. I looked at all these. Tony, I looked at a map of it after reading this issue to see where things were located. So I'm like, you ain't getting there. That horse better fly. Does it ever get to the Sea of Tranquility or, you know, something nice little, you know? And no, you'd end up having it. tranquil they, they would end up having some place in this stupid, shitty world. That would be called like, you know, bubblegum and lollipop lane. You'd go and there'd just be severed heads and shit. They're just tricking you. It's the like, best place it's like ever. Greenland and Iceland. They're just trying to fuck with you. But yeah, you end up where Martian Manhunter tried to get there. He ended up running into that Omega Knight, but then ended up with the Mine Hunter. So there's a lot of shit going on. But Lex wants to join him and will be joining him to go and save his brethren, including Eric, still the idea of Brainiac there in the throne, it looks like, and I know that that uh, drives you nuts. That's the thing is, too, because you have Brainiac, Maybe who is the throne itself, the deal, so. and you have the pods in front of it, where you have Sinestro, Grodd, and Cheeto are just draining the energy, but Brainiac is supposed to be the yeah. throne itself, and like, you know, and even going into this, I'm like, well, unless you guys can, you know, metamorphosize freaking chairs back into alien people, I think he's staying What's that. We can, we can this, release Grodd, Cheetah, yeah. and Sinestro, but the, yeah. Brainiac, he's a loss. What's weird in this is it almost seems like the art got a little wonky. And everybody who does this throne and does all this thing, this just looks like one of those antenna that they're on. <laughs> and, you know, they have, you know, cables around them and stuff. It doesn't even look where Lex is talking about it. So everybody has their own version. It's like the Phantom Zone. 
it's the wild west when you're talking about Perpetuous Throne, but you end up having the last page. Oh, yeah, because I'm looking now. I didn't even see what yeah. you were talking about. I mean, it actually looks like they're all in one of those antennas, antennas. for the Dark yeah, Multiverse. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like there, not the throne, so we'll, you know, we'll see. But you end up with the cliffhanger of Martian Manhunter fighting Mindhunter, right? Well, the thing is, I say it's the dark. I say it's the multiversal tuning fork because that's what it looks like to me. Maybe that is Perpetuous Throne now that's yeah. turned, turned, turned into a, it, like yeah. a, a uh, antenna well, that itself. would be more of a throne room, Eric. Uh, you know, I wouldn't sit on well, that. Well, she, she's a big lady. If you sit on that, you can have some problems or some fun. I don't know what you're into nowadays, but Yes, hey, you do. Yeah, I do. You'd have fun. So with that, I thought the art was pretty good. I like no, the story. Good. Like I said, it, it ends up being a thing where you have Joshua Williamson. Okay, I know what I have to do. This is a big thing. People have been waiting for this Just League book. You could end up having this just be the big, you know, deal, the big crazy things of met, but it, it tunes it down a little. You know, you t- you don't go to eleven here. You're at seven and a half, Eric, as you're well, rocking right. the concert here, <laughs> as they always say with these stupid things. But I end up liking it more of a street level deal of a Dick Grayson Hawk draw. Well, also, and on going. top of us doing the dark multiverse stuff in the regular book and just weird, you know, over the top things, we are exploring the new world and seeing what it has to offer because pretty much it's just vague, yeah. you know, things thrown out there that you don't know anything about. Here, you're going to get to see it, and even the idea that. It is the Justice League book. You have Nightwing say in the little flash of the beginning, knowing that when he saw Batman first talk to the Justice League, knowing that one day he will be a part of the Justice League. And even when he gets up to Bobo, then he's like, I don't need the Justice League. We're not the Justice League. We're not the Justice League. But the thing is, moving towards this whole quest of getting the throne, we have Hawkgirl, we have Detective Champ, Lex Luthor, Nightwing. And looking at the variant covers, we're going to get Starfire coming in. I think it's Cyborg as well. I'm like, you're going to have the dark, like Batman Last World's version of the Justice League. And I'm like, I'm all yeah, in, I'm in on too. this whole thing. And, give me this weird Justice League team. And I'll give Joshua Williamson credit, which we say a lot. And maybe it's one of those things. Maybe it's just that his flash doesn't hit with me and you. A lot of other people as well. But a lot of people love it. But uh, anytime he does something a little different like this, a tie and things like that, we, we usually do enjoy it. And I think that the pacing in this is one of the better paced issues that he's done. I mean, I think that it's very, very well done. It's just the inconsistencies. And like we get with Snyder's death metal, I the know. vagaries about explanation. Like, you're like, here's a concept. I'm going to be as vague as possible. Just go with it. I'm like, it's, that's kind of infuriating it to me. Is, like, I like the idea of what we're doing here. But the way you're setting things up is just as vague as the regular series. And I really do want more out of something. I do, but I, I don't expect him to be the one to explain it. So I, I know that you have to you know factor that stuff in like you said your big thing the omega knight how did perpetual deal with all that uh, a lot of people are reading this don't even know what the hell they're we're talking about because it was Look, from I've that little bit things and no concepts i don't know what the hell yeah, i'm I talking know. about because it's never been well explained. that's why i like this where you're just there and it's dick grayson and kendra they're going they pick up some people they're going to mount doing shit. <laughs> but yeah so you have all that i think yeah, sam wise over yeah, here yeah really ganji uh what is your score i'd end up giving this a seven out of ten no, i'm giving it an eight I actually really liked it. I, I like this enough that it feels like, you know, a bigger book for those reading. That's the weird thing about it. I would love to have this be a, a Justice League that matters in its own deal. But if you're not reading Death Metal, there's no reason to read this. But at yeah, least don't jump back on Justice League if you're not reading Death us, Metal. And you get a little doom 
Mount well, even Doom. if you're not enjoying death metal, like the thing is, it's, it's your money. You can spend it, whatever. But I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not enjoying death metal, but I would still rate it. Like we said before, because it is the big yeah. DC event right now, even though I'm not enjoying it, you are putting money down. It's crazy, but I would probably get this as well, just because it feels like I out would of everything we've gotten, besides for that weird Trinity crisis, this is the best companion piece you have to that right now, expanding the world and the story. Yeah. And it's funny because now out of the last like two weeks, I'm getting a lot of Nightwing, actual proper Nightwing and stuff like that. So that it's gets me time. fired up. two years. It's been two years. It's crazy. But with that, we're going to end this section and we'll be back with more books in just a moment. Eric, I hear you calling. But I don't want to recall now I'm sick of your jerk-off voice I really can't stand the sound Just a few more episodes And I'll finally be done with you Eric, I hear you calling Don't you know that I hate you? Eric, Eric, I hate you. Oh, oh my, what a, what an uplifting song what there happened? to start off. I forgot all about those songs. I found them as we are finishing up the podcast with three books here. And, you know, they're not everybody's favorite books, especially the second two here. We do start with Catwoman, but we'll also be talking about Teen Titans and Metal Men. And a lot of people are down with that mental man. Oh, my. People oh, have shown down, up. Right? Yeah, I'm down with it, too. Yeah, people have shown up on the block here, and all of a sudden, it's their least favorite book, even though it seems like they've never reviewed it before in their lives. But, hey, that's how things work. Hopefully, they've read the rest there. of the series before they reviewed this new issue. Maybe, Eric. That's not it. all. It's not usually what happens in review land, as you know. Review land's not a great place to live. You end up having Brimstone Bay. That looks better than Reviewland, I'll tell oh, you. No. I, I'm going to get the hell out of Reviewland is what I want to do. But we're going to start this section, like I said, with Catwoman. And it's a big issue. It's a 25 anniversary. Ram V's first Milestone. deal of him doing it, uh, you know, his run. He's been on. It's a weird way to do this because he's been on the book. He was there for a bunch of times with Gerald Jones. But this is his run officially starting with Catwoman number 25, written by Ram V. Art by Fernando Blanco Juan. E. Ferreira, Eric, Juan E. What happened? Ferreira. I, I saw it. Now. Well, I saw it. I saw it on the DC site. And I'm like, yep, I'm putting that. And John Paul Leon, FCO Placencia, Ariana Mayer, and Tom Napolitano. And while there are a three main pencilers there, the reason why you have that is it's kind of a neat little thing. I actually like the way they do this. You have the oversized issue. You want to tie it into the Joker War, but you also want to start the run for Ram V. And then you want to have a, a fun little story at the end that's goofy with a cat looking at Catwoman. Look, that so, last section looks great, but I don't understand why we have to have a goofy yeah, little that story was at just the end. To get, you end up having two stories, and I think you're know, like, hey, Ram V, you can't count pages. We need a couple more. Let's go. And so you almost have an anthology issue written by mm, one almost. guy with different <laughs> deals. But I, I always think of anthology having you know, creative teams all different. This is him telling the one deal and having three artists jump on so you end up getting you know a pretty cool deal now the stories the first two i do like and you end up starting with the joker war story fernando blanco on art there 
And it is Selena going off with the Penguin and the Riddler, as we said in Batman 99. It started off as the cliffhanger of 98 going into this. And I was really enjoying it. I was really, really enjoying it. They're going to Graves, Willock, and Crane Building, the actual financial center of Underbroker's criminal organization that he funnels all the money legitimately through and launches it down to the criminal underworld. Yeah, and I love the idea that I think that this is right after Selena says, hey, guys, you want to go? I think that the Riddler was just playing around down in the cool room and stuff like, yeah, I think I'll break into this and see the Underbroker because he does say that he's kind of broken and he's left a bunch of tracers Well, even the idea that it's one thing about this story that I don't like because I do enjoy this overall, but he's like, over weeks, I've infiltrated the underbroker's digital security apparatus for over weeks. What are you talking about? How long has this story been going on? In my mind, I'm making it work that he just plays around and does this all the oh. time. I mean, if he's not breaking into the underbroker, if he's in the cool room, he wants to do some things. He's bored. He does. The, so I can go kind of like fudging it, but the fudging I can't get through is that you end up having this go down and you have the Riddler and the Penguin. They're involved. They're promised to be billionaires. This has all been said before. So they're doing it. And you do get a good Riddler and a good Penguin. You see them as separate characters. You have a Penguin who is the gangster type, but also just as this is going on, He's just biding his time by killing clowns. He's well, shooting people. He is and- the ultimate penguin here because he is down for this whole thing. He has his like you know his crew of muscle here to take care of. We're going to kill some clowns while we wait for Selena to betray us because we know that she's going to betray us this whole time. We have scoped this location out because on top of everything, yeah, she says she's going to get us money. I don't trust her. She hangs out with the Batman. She's going to screw us over. We need to be there for the double screw job. Yeah, and with that Riddler, though, he is going to do his MO. Smart, but not smart. And and also, he's there with his riddles, and I like the idea that he's usually, obviously, going against Batman, so he's leaving riddles as clues, like the whole, you know, you put your dick prints on everything, all that nonsense. Well, I like that even when he's not going against Batman, even if he's with people who he's down with he'll just say the he answers himself at points because they don't want to play along but he has to do it and i don't mind the riddles he's got a weird psychosis i don't mind the riddles that he, yeah, they have in here really great here they are and it it's just one of those things i think that this riddler as like you say a psychosis he has to, that nothing hinges on a solving of a riddle so they're just kind of fun deals selena just keeps sighing you can hear her hopping like <sighs> you know, and he's like, go again. it's patience, didn't you? Like, he, he just wants to keep doing that. And he's having a ball until Selena says, yeah, I'm kind of going against you. I'm not going to end up giving you the money. It's a double cross. You guys probably realize this. But, hey, Edward, I ended up giving you the blueprint that I stole that you use for all this. Well, I kind of erased one of the doors. Well, you it's said. It's funny, too, because what we dealt with before in the cool room where, you know, we had the Scarecrow versus Riddler playing chess. Everybody here is playing chess and everybody is playing, you know, Riddler against himself here because Selena's like, look, I have set this whole thing up. You are a smart guy. You are doing all this infiltration that I have set up, but I left out crucial information that's going to allow me to escape while you try to screw me over. And Penguin's playing his own against these two as well because as well as she has left this out of the blueprint, he is scope the building to find yeah, out where she would physically. go for an escape. Exactly. And I'm telling you, like, this weird game of this three-way chess is going I like on. It. it works well, especially with a heist scenario, which I love with a Catwoman. And I love it where the Riddler seems to think that, and again, a very smart guy, but not really a smart guy. He has no common sense, really, where he ends up alerting everyone to Selena 
being there because oh my you double cross well Big now i'm gonna question get marks you. Throughout you, security stations green and black question marks and she says you just pretty much announced that you're involved oh man he gets all you upset got your fingerprints everywhere digitally freaking physically i really liked it you end up seeing selena she's swinging down she's avoiding guys she's hitting them with wrenches or whatever the hell she's doing with this to go to this secret exit that the penguin already scoped out but here's where we go is you get her shot again and we've seen this when she gets shot then it gets even more forced because the only way that she survives is with detective hadley from villa hermosa you know, villa hermosa who detective has, hadley. and if people Across are jump, a lot of people would be jumping into this for the first time i wasn't a huge fan of joel jones's run with the villa hermosa stuff but we read and reviewed it all And so when you have Hadley show up, you're just like, there better be a good reason for this because this is pretty much across the country. And there's not. It's just, well, you were the one who got away. Exactly. He has been scoping her out. He was pretty much let go of the force for, you know, screwing over, like, you know, letting her get away through this whole thing. Followed her across the country to wait for her to screw up again. He could arrest him. Like, that's not how arresting works. You have no jurisdiction. You're not a police officer anymore. You're across the country. What are you doing here? And then I saw her shot and I decided... I'm going to take her back to my apartment, which is it's better for us than my <laughs> yeah, It's had a for better years. apartment than you have and better than the basement I'm in. He just, yeah, he just showed up saying, well, I followed you. Selena just showed up. You know, you have all this stuff going on. And yeah, now you're having her being taken care of by him. She falls asleep for 10 hours. And it's just, it's a oh, MacGuffin. I patched you up there, Selena. It was a bullet through and through. You're fine. I'm like, why doesn't anybody getting shot have any like ramifications anymore? This used to be a big deal in my mind. But no, you get shot, you're fine. Hadley's new name is Detective Machina because he just shows up to just solve this. And it's a little too much. But it is, it, you can tie in the other run and your character from there and things like that. In a better way. I don't mind referencing Villa Hermosa. That's pretty cool. But to just have him fly out of nowhere and, and Penguin's dead. I mean, this guy is not in good shape. He's a Been little hit by guy. A car. He just got run over badly by a car. He's still his freaking, throat, you know, trying to heal from his throat slicing. He's got to be dead. I mean, this is why he well, ends up having I sex with this. penguins, Eric. That's why. No, no, that, that never happened, it Jim. Did. Don't ever bring that up to me again. But even when you go hey, with this whole idea where. The Penguin, he might as well be Ra's al Ghul. He's immortal in this bitch because now, now on top of having his throat slit now being hit by a car, just running, chasing away. But I just I thought back to immediately to when Jason Todd shot him in the eyeball, freaking right there to put him down. And he survived that whole thing. I'm like, he can't kill the Penguin. He ain't ever going down. He he doesn't die. He multiplies. Eric is it's, it's, it's also like colors by ice tea. <laughs> you end up having it, but you end then with the tie-in of, you know, remembering Selena's doing this to get the money back to Bruce, all these things because she done messed up. And that's one of the things. You go into this, nobody thought she was going to make the Riddler and the Penguin billionaire. She's already done fucked up by giving the Joker all the money. Now she's not going to fund <laughs> other villains here. So she ends up the double cross. And then you get the good Catwoman who does go. And I I would love to think that she has not killed the regular chauffeur. He has taken the day off. But, you know, it might be a wink, wink. But Luke Fox is there. And Selena ends up saying, listen, I have a thumb drive in the glove compartment here. Mr. Fox, it is having a offshore account to your dad. And that's going to be all the money for Bruce and all that. But there's also side money. Such a weird idea, though, that we have Luke Fox coming into the Fox Industries private airstrip in Gotham on a private jet. He seems too fancy, right? Well, I'm saying he's coming into town during the Joker War right now, like, like, 
like in a suit and stuff like that. He's coming back from business. I'm like, why aren't you here doing some Batwing stuff? But I know you don't really do that that often anymore, but the city's kind and of And it is fire. kind of funny. He is coming in. I would think that they would have shut down the airport at this point, but it is, it is a private airstrip of Fox Industries, so you get well, away with that. Even if you look at the bridge that they're driving on, there's nobody else on the road. It is a lone bridge as they drive down into Gotham. Well, again, and this, if you want to just sit there and think of it going off to that miniseries, what was going to be 5G, this could have been Luke coming into town, finding out about all the stuff that went wrong with his dad getting mad at Batman, and that was going to be the setup of him becoming Batman and 5G. Also, now having the money, that might even tie him. But if it doesn't, you still end up getting the money to Bruce. So Selena ends up, and with that, I think that this is less about the Joker War and more about we can't have Catwoman be the foil, you know, be the heel and end up getting duped by all that money. She gets it back. She goes. And then as an aside, there's also more money that I want you to distribute to the low income population. I'm waiting for my Selena Kyle, you know, check to come in. Exactly. I need it, Eric. I need that check. Uh, but she ends up saying and, and then when Luke says, hey, where'd you get that part of the money? And she says, it's it's from the pieces of crap. It's from the bad yeah. guys. So, it's criminal money. You know, Don't worry, use Luke. that. While this is all well, going on. I would on. love to do this, Catwoman, but I have to go off and do like, spinal surgery on Batgirl right now because that's where it says he's going after this. Yeah, he's going off to do spinal surgery because he's not a doctor, but he might play one on TV. And At with parties. all this here, too, you end up having a of the mind segments where Selena is dancing a around. subconscious with a, symbolism to what's going on in her life. The... the it, it is Ram V stuff that I really don't like because you see it a lot in Just League Dark for the stuff he does where he tries to make some things bigger by showing you like different symbols because right now you're interrupting the story to show Selena Kyle in this weird of the mind place where she does a weird dance with a tiger and I'm like – I don't need this because you're just kind of like you're almost doing like uh, one of those weird foreign film kind of things that you throw in there to be fancy. And I'm like, eh, I don't really need it. You don't realize I might pinky up as we've been talking about this section. And while that's going on, I don't mind it mainly because that's giving you and you said that's a Ram V thing. He's a fancy fella. He is. And so with the idea that this is his first main issue and he's being forced into a tie in just part of it, but a tie into the Joker where I don't mind it giving us a little bit of the Selena besides that showing us what he thinks Selena does, what she thinks of when she's doing things and what she's all about. That's the only reason if this was just a pure out full issue Joker or tie and he's been doing his run. I would have thought. Boy, that, that is forced, and I wouldn't like that. But I think that that's his part of, hey, look at me. I'm doing, you know, Catwoman well, going a, on, and I understand her. It's such a weird idea her. because when he is doing his actual part to progress his story and Catwoman for the next part of this anthology bit, where she goes back to Alley Town and is going to like, take over Which the Which I like and as stuff well, there. yeah. No, I really enjoy it, but like – this is actually his part of the story, but we're not doing the, the weird dance of cats. I'm just saying, I think that the weird dance of cats was just thrown in there of like, yeah, I'm doing a juggle, but you don't think it's just a tie in. This is going to be how I write her and things. So you go with that and you go to the next return to Alleytown, like you said, and it has art by John Paul Leone, who ended up doing the creature of the night book. And I, I like his art. I know that you said to it's me okay. before. I don't like the it guy. Is the, it's the least amount. It's the, it's the lesser. I'm trying to think of how to. 
out of all the artists we have in here, his is the lesser in my mind for the story. But I also think that this story is the most important going forward. And with it, I do like the art because it does have that kind of gritty. It even has like a year one type feel with it and some old school deal. And it does feel like a grittier type deal. I really don't like the way the guy is portrayed who has the gun. The kid with the gun, he don't look so great. But I do like all of this going where Selena heads back to Alleytown. She's going to set up the, you know, the nest where she grew up. And I always like seeing her trying to help the younger characters, the younger kids well, and stuff like that, like she did Holly with Holly back in the because day. I'm stuff. saying, we have these, and that's, that's one thing, thinking about Holly, too. For some reason, I really wish instead of Detective showing up in that last story, it would have been Holly Robinson showing up to get I in the car. To you, something that's along those what lines. I wanted. I would have loved it to be Holly who showed up in that. Just because that wouldn't be as forced in my mind. Or like a Harley Quinn, right? Holly, Holly would have been cool that she knew that she was back and she had been tailing her and things but like that. But just her coming back to her home part of Gotham City, Alley Town, and just like, you know, knowing how much of a piece of crap it was when she was living there, it's just progressed along those lines where you have these three street kids that see her and her fancy, you know, Selena Kyle Close says, oh, look at this, Mark. We're going to go and take everything she has right now. They go steal her purse. The other one bumps into her, steals her watch. We have another guy hold her up at gunpoint to take the, her coat and everything else that she has right here. This entire exchange is so good just because everybody realized at this point after she puts on the Catwoman costume and takes the one guy out who had the gun talking about what the difference between thieves and goons are. But when the, you come up with the other ones, the purse was empty. The watch is fake. They like, and she stole their stuff when they tried to do this. I'm like, I love this progression of this story showing Selena Kyle being the ultimate thief slash con artist. This is the character that I want to see, and I hope we see more of it just like this. And I like the idea that she heads to Alleytown and pretty much is, you know, she's there flashing the stuff. She wants to see what the town's about. She wants to see the kids and try to help them with that. And yeah, they end up, the Game Boy gets stolen, Eric. You know, you have all that going on. And I really... I did what do like they it. call that in this? It's it, not a game, yeah, it was it the game it, kid. It was the game kid. They stole the game kid. I'm like, Eric's the game kid. They didn't steal him. He's too fat. You wouldn't have picked him up. But you end up having all this stuff going on. And I did I did like it. I did like the whole idea. I like when the kids are trying like well, bumping into her with the skateboard where, and you stuff. You know, her coming into town looking like this, knowing what she's doing, when pretty much essentially, unbeknownst to these three kids, she is recruiting them right there for this whole thing and telling them like, look, I'm back in town. This This place that you live right now, I have bought this whole place. I am bringing this back to what it once was, and I'm going to train you kids on how to be better than you are right now. And I, I laugh because it does remind me of like a Selena Kyle who was back in the 50s. She was going around, you know, we had some fights. We might have used the switchblade, but now they got the guns. It reminded me of that whole deal, especially the when outsiders? I was growing up in the 80s where it did become, you know, all of a sudden these gangs, somebody yells at one person, they're shooting them. All of a sudden, Ricky's dead. He ain't going to go oh, to no, college Ricky. now. Ricky's dead and ends up with all that. So I really did like that. And I love the idea where she takes the gun from Billy and says, you know, we used to have grifters here. And now there's goons. You goons, they're, they're just nobody with skill. You have to have skill. This was a trade, you know, all of this. And it was a better time there. And then she goes, buys up. Well, because- at this whole point, like this, there was a time that thieves ran all of Alleytown. I want you to go out there and tell all the other Alleytown kids that the nest is back in business and the Catwoman's running the show. I'm like, yes. Go and do that because that sounds amazing for this, especially getting out of Villa Hermosa back to Gotham and having Catwoman be a thief again. I'm all about it. And with that, you have that, you know, thing where Ramvi is going with 
where, yes, thief, you know, we, we've had her being that throughout the deal, but she always does. She's the thief with the heart of gold and wants to help the strays. It has all of that classic stuff going on here. You know, the mention of Mama Fortuna. Hey, the yeah. nest is back. I ended up buying it. I really like the idea where she says, yeah, I bought this. And I'm thinking, yeah, you didn't transfer all that money to Luke. <laughs> but she ends up buying it. And then they're like, oh, you bought it. Well. Guess we better be going. Like, and they're like all kicking dirt. No, 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 no. You're going to be here with me. I'm going to train you. And I love the idea because I already saw some people already upset. Oh, man, you're making Selena a villain again and all that. Is it really she's a not villain? a villain. This is what she does. And she's protecting like, people as well. Even if she well. was with the Bath family, she would still be out there stealing stuff no matter what. She, she stole the wedding dress, ended up blowing up and causing she a lot of mayhem. Yes, she did. And so with that, I like the idea that Alleytown without a Catwoman has gone down the tubes. And she's coming back to help out these kids, help out Alleytown, all of that all wrapped into one. And really, I really enjoyed it. I love that. And I hope that this is the continue. The only thing is you end up where... You know, you have the art here. I think that Fernando Blanco is the one who's going to continue, but I still hope that that's the story. Then we get our man Juan Ferreira, who comes in with cat versus woman, and it's a I, cute I, enough story. I, I think it was it, just it, to get the page count. The, the, exactly, the story's fine. It does nothing for the like the like. Actually, the book is fine. This part of this book is fine. It's just nothing for the overall story going forward. And I'm like. It's weird, kind of kooky. Just the idea of Selena's back in Alleytown, just trying to establish herself in this world, being watched by a cat. And the idea that our entire story is put to us through the narration, the inner monologue of an alley cat. And I'm like, why? And even the, the, the personality of this cat, it almost feels like this is Dexter just hanging out without a ring for how, like, you know, the way it is described and he's talking about this woman. Even the idea that, like, it even becomes Rorschach at the end when it sneaks in the Catwoman's apartment and it's going to go through their shiny stuff and Catwoman comes home like this. Look, you're not locked in here with me. I'm not locked in here with her. You're locked in here with me. I'm like, like this is such a weird bit of story. I'm telling you, it's not bad overall. It's just I wanted like something a part of this to mean more, especially for what we just dealt with with the Joker War and where the story's going overall. It's funny. If I was the editor, I would have put this in between the two big stories. I would have had this be a little, you know, palate cleanser then end with the like big just, one there in Alleytown with the – you know, the last one. But. I guess there is an aspect to it that I do enjoy because here you have a cat to like, you know, like Selena, likes the shiny stuff, going through her stuff, has a freaking a bracelet around his neck, a ring of pearls around his neck. It's, it's, I know. it's pretty much stealing it looks like her you. stuff. It looks like and, you when you, it just goes out and you're putting on the pearls and the dresses and stuff, right? And, well, and look, I do I have like a secret it. life. I do like it. No, the idea that it's waiting for a fight right now, like this woman is, I'm going to kill this woman yeah. to get out of here. She opens the window for it, goes out and gets a bowl of milk for it like this. Well played, woman. <laughs> that I'm like, made me laugh so much and the thing is this cat is so sinister i'm like i I don't understand the personality of this just because of Tony. it is essentially dexter it wants to kill selena kyle at this moment i'm like i I know it's feral this is like that stupid uh, cat my mom gave me back in the day feral is completely different because feral cats yes they're skittish they don't want to be around people they don't attempt murder and plan murder out i'm telling you my mom gave me a cat that kept coming out of the sewer in front of their house i don't even know why i agreed to it and i I ended up and this cat was a sewer cat the cat would hide under my couch it would hide under the couch right so i I would come in from work and i'm like where are you i think i called it like lemieux where are you lemieux and i'd look and it would just be there and i'd go to (laughs) grab it would never and this was a month it never warmed up to me and then the one time i'm like 
I got to grab it. It locked into me so bad. And I was trying to like my arm was on fire. I can't. And then I ended up having to go back to my mom and say, you take the sewer cat. I'm not going <laughs> to deal with it. But you even said that you didn't realize this was Juan's art because he I doesn't didn't. get very fancy with it. But. I'm but I liked you, it a lot. The the well played and that last deal. Oh, Catwoman, it's so cute. I really there. wish going forward with the new Ram V story that Juan would be the regular be artist so on cool. this book. It would be so cool. It looks so good. So overall, I'm actually going to go higher. I, I'll so give a I. little shout out to Optimus Prime because I ended up giving it an eight on the site. I'm going to go up to an eight seven out of ten. I I'm can't go fully up to a nine, but I really did like it. And now reading the cat one and, and you mentioning, I do want to say that I hate your guts because you ended up now making me want the Selena Kyle Deck Star story. We we need that team up. That'd be so cool. Uh if there's an annual and anybody's well, listening, we gotta have something going on with Deck Star after that. JLO's over. That'd be so cool. Deck Star and Catwoman. Uh, but what would you give it? I'm going to give this a 7.8 out of 10 because while I did enjoy two of the, th- like two thirds of the art here, and like I'm not a big fan of Jean Paul Leon's art in that middle section, and I don't care for the story overall, even though it's fine. It's nice with the cat. It just, it felt pointless to have here. I like the art in this. So I'm going to go to a 7.8 out of 10 because I do like this issue. There's are just aspects to it that just don't feel like they were right for some reason going into this like i just wasn't a fan of that section of art and i wasn't a fan of that last section of story but overall it's a good issue uh, what you're saying is you think it was a bit too catty is is that what you're saying <laughs> does that even make sense is, no. that, is that what you're yeah. saying there you, you like you want more in the meow mix Aaron. oh i've got a million of them eric they all no, suck don't. they all that suck i'm just like all of those stories that brian michael bendis has in his head right there you go <laughs> Hey, what's next? Next up, we have Teen Titans number 45, written by Robbie Thompson with art by Javier Fernandez, Marcelo Maialo, and Rob Lee. The Teen Titans have a problem. Well, they have two problems. Not only do they have to find their former leader and get him the help for his bloodthirsty thoughts and actions, but it's because of those actions our team have to take on the villains who have previously locked up and mind whammied who are still looking for revenge. Yeah, this is a weird book. I mean, really, if you end up having a book where... The main character is Damian Wayne. This is the, the big deal. He's the leader, Eric. And not only that, but you also say that the Teen Titans by Batman's decree are no more. What do you do with the Teen Titans book? The last issue was the annual where you end up having Robin quit and you end up Robin having, no more. Yeah, quit being Robin and the Teen Titans and Batman telling him, go home. You know, you're done. And so you end up having a couple issues until it's over. And so Robbie Thompson has to deal with that. And with that all in mind, I think he does a pretty good job here. I think that he does a good enough job. It's just number one. Uh, I will say it till the day I die, which is probably in three weeks. I never will like Javier Fernandez. Me either. I don't like it. It always throws me off. It always makes me not enjoy an issue as much, Uh, especially the faces, the close-up deals. There's some in this that looks okay. Okay. I think as you say that, I'm just looking at a panel right now where it's not close-up at all. It's just Red Arrow and Kid Flash standing there, and they look like – melting wax dummies in the distance i'm looking at this thing like you know kid flash doesn't even have a face it's so weird that a style is to like have things that aren't detailed at points but then they are because when you end up having the gizmos come in eh, pretty cool because what this is like you said is they're going they get a tip they're going to try to find all of those villains that escaped and try to get them back and try to make up there's for an, what they did. There's a lot of small aspects to this book that I really enjoy, but for whatever reason, like I love the characters and the way they pair off and interact with each other. Like, 
like Red Arrow and you know Kid Flash together for that blooming romance. It's it's a great that they're pairing up together. The idea that Crush and freaking Roundhouse become almost best friends, it's so good. But then they separately end up going to try to be heroes still without even talking to one another about it and find out that Robin is leaving them tips to go and show, or at least we believe it's Robin. They believe it's Robin. Well, and Red Hood, when he shows up, believes it's Robin as well. So but I'm this, going with it. It's this all these small aspects of because whenever they actually are Teen Titans, like going after Gizmo, I'm not a fan of it because it's just kind of this weird pointless action, which isn't as big as it should be. Because when we saw all of the villains together talking about, we're going to get those Teen Titans, we're going to kill them. And then it was just so disappointing. Like, we're going to hire Deathstroke to do it. I'm like, I want to see all of you get together as a weird new villain society or whatever it is to take these people on. And now we actually have moved past Deathstroke where we're going to go after the villains. I'm like, and now it's just Gizmo and some weird toys that he's made and some weird Gizmo mechas that he has. I'm like, it's just not that great overall. But now when he does, like I'm telling you, when you deal with the Teen Titans themselves as characters, as people, even having Superboy show up at the end, freaking pissed off, wanting to know what the hell is going on. I want to see more of these people, these characters doing stuff. But when they actually just do super heroics, I'm like, eh, it's not great. And plus, I hate the art of this issue. I hate the art. But I do like those ca- – the character moments is what's going to end up making my score a little higher They're than the yours. They're the best parts of it. Uh, especially, I'm telling you, Crush and Roundhouse – it's such a perfect setup of, you know, you end up having Crush just hate Roundhouse, but he's <laughs> such a likable guy. Lovable. And I love the idea where you start off where they're playing a video game and you don't even know it. It's like, you're dead, Roundhouse. You're like, here we go Uh-oh. again. And they're playing a video game. And it's even funny where you have Crush, she destroys the controller. She's Ethan, ends up destroying the controller. And then you end up with Roundhouse being full out, Robbie, you know, Thompson. Writes him very well Where he's giving shade You shouldn't have picked that character You picked the worst character Crush you're terrible And no man I guess we're done Because you ruined the controller And things like that And it's really good like you say, when you go off to the warehouse and it's the gizmos and you're, well, even it, the whole thing when they decide, like, look, we got to go and like you know do some super heroics. I know Batman told us to st- shut this shit down, but we're gonna go. Out. I have a little birdie that told me there was somebody who like you know gave me some information about where to find some of these villains and crushing the roundhouse decide to go after her, even though, like we're not a duo, but if we were to be called you know crushing her assistant, that's what we're called. And he's like. Harsh but fair. <laughs> like, yeah, deal with that. And you see some people maybe looking on the shadows. The one would be Red Hood as he's there in the shadows. But what also is going on? Do you think that you could call that group that you want to get all those villains that they're going after the, now? Super, the crime the champions. champions. Yes, I need yeah, the, crime the crime champions. champions. <laughs> we need those back. We were talking about them before here. Uh, but yeah, you end up having this big battle. I just love criminal societies. And we don't get it. I was all excited for when uh, Scott Snyder was bringing back the Legion of Doom and having that whole thing but we don't have that enough whenever you have a society or some kind of criminal organization like this made up of supervillains I get so excited for it. Even when you had the Superman Revenge Squad, I'm like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. I get so happy at these things. But crying out loud, you had the Reverse Flash family, and you're going, your mind's going a mile Legion a minute. Of oh my Zoom god, is the most amazing this thing. This is oh, going to be awesome. It's They're not gonna, as good as yeah, I wanted. Yeah, it wasn't what you wanted, but yeah, you do love those. But yeah, you end up where they go and get this tip. They go the to Crime fight. Syndicate. Yeah, you have Gizmo my favorite things. with these little Gizmos. They're attacking. You have Roundhouse. They're so cute as they're beating them up, and then afterwards, you pretty much just get red hood show up and say damien's playing with you he now, is trying to uh, you know dupe you while he's doing something now this else. does tie in having red hood show up to the teen titans does tie into before where they thought that you know red hood was the other and screwing them over and having him show up makes sense for the series but also 
it gets me excited. I don't know where we're going to deal with this aspect, but Damien right now, it seems like it's a family affair. The Bat family is going to track Damien down and take care of him, whatever that may mean. I don't know, but I need to see more of that. And, and to I don't mention know where we're that, get it. I was going to mention earlier, he ain't on that rooftop in that Batman uh, Joker war. He uh-huh. is not one of them. And it, why I thought... I kind of cringed a little because it almost made them try to get the Red Robin as the young, goofy one. Then, even though Damien isn't goofy, but yeah, he was not there. This is being set up of something big happening where Damien is the villain and coming to get them, or them at least going to get him as well. And, and it gets Red a little like, look. He's giving you something to do to distract you while he makes his escape or does whatever the hell he's going to do next. That's all this is right now. And then says, listen, you stop right now. Again, Batman has told them, you know, Teen Titans no more. And there's the big guy saying it and going away. This is a anti-hero Jason Todd who comes in and says, listen, guys, you can't mess with this. you got to stop. Down. This is less uh, more to actually to me than. Yeah, it's more than just don't do it because I don't like this concept. This is. Hey, guys, you're messing with things you shouldn't be messing with. In fact, like you said, this would be a Bat family thing. You don't get bigger than that. These characters in this Teen well, Titans, what we like, they're not that as big as that. volumes, the idea that, yes, it works because Red Hood's been in the series before, but even that Jason Todd is involved with this ongoing search for Damian Wayne, I'm like, this is going to be huge. This is a gigantic deal, especially because Jason's the one that we're being represented here telling us that this is what's going on. And I think that what you're getting is the idea that the Teen Titans are like, well, he was leading us and he's our friend and he was doing this. And we had, no, no, no. Damien is, is a badass. If he really wants to turn bad, these kids are going to get slaughtered right. if they go after it. They, they're not going to be able to deal with it. In fact, if they really, like really went into it. Or like, you know, meme kind of thing where it's all like, dun, 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 run. I'm like, cause seriously, if Damien decides he's going to become full on badass villain, whatever he believes is the right thing to do right now, you don't want to be around. No. That. And with that, you could even say that there's some of the bad family that would be in big trouble as well. So somebody like a roundhouse, that's way over his head. And so he says, you know, stop, get out of there. Well, you know, they're not going to listen fully and they want to end up yeah, go not, going, not going after Damon per se, but going to the gizmos. And then you just what I didn't like about this is you have those little cute little gizmos. You have the line like, by Roundhouse. Mammoth with him as well. There's something and along these lines. It's, it's just where you get this gizmo and they're the little gizmos. And then the next stage is just the it, mecha gizmos. it feels like a video game where you're just going to the next level boss but where there's the mecha thing, deal. You want to love the Teen Titans. You want to think that they are a good team which they do show some great stuff with kid flash and red arrow and stuff like that even roundhouse and crush have their good moments here but ultimately with the toy gizmos red hood shows up and saves the day at the end with the with the with the gizmo mechas you have superboy show up and save the day you're not having the teen titans really be good at anything in this book they end up almost getting killed throughout and they have to have somebody save their ass well you end up having john come at the end and Where I thought is that, Robin? I thought that His was a really good His glowing eyes looking pissed off. I'm like, I need to read that next issue now just because this is the cliffhanger. Yeah. And, then, and that gets me intrigued, and I really liked it. It's and just then, the character moments are the things, and they're small aspects to this book overall for what we get. And there's, they really elevate to what this is because I can't imagine like if, if the characters weren't sold to me the way they are here, how low I could go with this book. So people have told me that I'm too low on this book with a 5.8 out a, of 10. I'm a higher than you. But I imagine, will tell you. But imagine this though, if you go into a book where the story, the actual super heroics aren't that interesting and the art you hate. I'm like, how much more can I get out of this when I do like the characters overall though? Well, what I really did like though, when you end up, and, and you could tie this into a lot of things that aren't necessarily in the issue, but they do come to mind when you have Superboy show up, when you have John Kent show up, obviously the Super Sons deal. But I like the idea that he has been gone. 
he went with the Legion. You have that. So with the idea of a Superman, Batman, John, Damien deal with the light to the dark without John around and John even being aged and he's not there to hang out with his buddy you end up having a damien who doesn't have his pal anymore and doesn't have the thing that was kind of lightning been like up. you know poking around in the legion book talking about the history and of damien that's Wayne. the thing i was gonna say too you also have that i can't really put that into this and it's a bendis thing but the idea of you know that damien wayne he goes bed we also have the you know batman 666 in your mind of all that stuff going forward all that stuff all wrapped into one but i There's love the levels of bad here with these different ti- hyper time moments well i love John showing up just the idea that he hasn't been there and it could just be that simple where Damien wants to just do what he's going to do he doesn't have John to be there to say yeah we shouldn't do this and John was always like I don't think our fathers would like that and he's not there with them but it also could go this is what intrigues me as we go if you do get a aged up Superboy John Kent go to Damien and Damien's like you know screw you you bailed on me you're aged up I don't even relate to you anymore I don't need your crap because this I grew up in a volcano you little piece of shit Superboy can rip him apart in two seconds but he won't but he can and that's the thing is can he because I'm telling you Damien Wayne he's just gonna end it heat vision Jim heat vision don't say lasers and you will have the idea where yeah, there's contingency plans, exactly. and you will have that. And if you do go that route, again, we're talking about stuff that we could, He's may not even get. the brutal aspects of both his parents. Yeah, and if you do go, you kind of like you expect that, and you know you have that. But it would be now if you end up having John with the rest of the Teen Titans, and you, you start getting we contingencies have a Dark Knight, and right? stuff. Like a Dark Knight Returns aspect with Batman versus Superman, but with Damian Wayne and John Kent. You could have a lot of crazy stuff. That's why I like it. But I do like – the moment with Jason Todd a lot. I love the part with Roundhouse and Crush. And I like the part with you have Emiko and what's it called with Kid and Flash. I, am, I like And those. I'm building these moments up more for my, what I want out of them than we actually get on the page here, though. Yeah, I hate the art, but I do like that the superheroing stuff just is there to progress the story. So I am a little higher than you. I'm a 6'8". Uh, what are you? I'm at a 5.8 okay, out of 10. Okay, I thought maybe you'd go up to 6. Uh, no. Now that I was telling you how positive I was, Eric, I thought you were going to uh, match me a little. Here, remember? Are you going to meet me anywhere? <laughs> no, maybe <laughs> maybe Not under the bridge, it. you troll. But oh. we're going to go to the last book of the night. What is that? That is Metal Men number 10, written by Dan DiDio and Shane Davis, with art by Shane Davis, Michelle Delecki, Jason Wright, and Travis Lanham. Dan DiDio and Shane Davis continue their deep dive into the history and continuity of the Metal Men as they describe the origin of the Nth Metal Man, which plays off great with the background of our heroes until the timelines diverge in the Dark Multiverse to give us something new and different. Pretty much as far as the Nth Metal Man's concerned in this book, it's the strongest part of the issue. Too bad that the beginning with our heroes comes off odd and hokey with a reveal that just isn't surprising at all. Yeah, it's weird. I was you reading this issue. The Nth Metal Man has been the bad guy all along? Oh my. Oh my goodness. Ye- when that reveal... I never like, thunk it. You know, he's been playing us with his psychic metal. I'm like, come on, guys. Get on the trolley now. Yeah, really. And the idea, oh, and it's it's pretty much the idea of, and there's been movies and stuff with this. They're, the One of the ones is Kingpin, which I like more than a lot of other people. But you end up even there where Woody Harrelson has this watch, and it's not working the whole time, and it's because he didn't wind it. That's all it was. It would have worked. But he just, you end up having Will Mangus now being Woody in that because... He, he just didn't turn the response on. I'm telling the thing is, this is the hokey and odd part. I'm sorry, I like everything to do with the Nth Metal Man origin parts of this book. But when you actually have 
Jeanette Clyburn here, who's in charge of Star Labs, Will Magnus, and the other metal men that's teamed up with him, like, like, we need to find gold and platinum and I find out what's going on with the nth metal man. And her talking about, you know, hey, look, I've been going through your research and stuff like that. Yes, you and you metal men believe you have sentient life now, which you've never had before. But I've been going over things and it turns out that the responsometers were supposed to merge with the metal. See, the thing is, Will Magnus you thought that you were just giving them aspects of life from yourself, your own person, but you just forgot to turn on the response on. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't you dare tell me out of nowhere. Issue number 10. You just didn't turn them on. I'm like, no. Like, we had this great aspect to this book coming in, talking about the, like, the, the mental problems that Will Magnus has and this, the lie that he's been living this whole time. You can't just come out, you know, two issues to the end and say, oh no, these are fine. This worked all along. This whole idea of the story is gone now, like, because you didn't turn them on. I'm like, it's a weird no. reset. It's a weird it's way so to weird say, out yeah. Of nowhere. It's funny because you always remember to turn me on, Eric. With this, though, I went to don't do yes. this now. Don't do this now. Do it afterwards, please. When we're done, go through the book and just concentrate on the faces of Will each panel. And I'm telling you, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. This guy because it flip flops between anger and then surprise no, over you got, and over right, look, and you, over. You got surprise. You have anger because obviously he's pissed off. Jeanette Clyburn being you know fifty fifty because of Star Labs contributing contributing to Will Magnus has taken his research. It belongs to them because they are paying for it. Essentially, he's pissed off about this. But then we get into the X. Oh man, there's there's drone <laughs> robots here with machine guns. I'm, I'm so scared and surprised right now. It keeps going, <laughs> and then he's confused again. Then he's angry. Then he's surprised. Then he's angry. It just, just goes back and forth. Of emotions, oh Will my Magnus. god, it really goes. And there is a lot of talking. There's a lot of yakety yak in this to get where you're going with explanations. It seems to me like this was the issue where they're like, okay, we're going to have to change some things. This was something that was going to lead with hints to 5G that we're not really going to get. So there's got to be something that was reworked. And I think it was this one. And maybe this is well served at a 10 issue, number 10. So then we can go with two issues to end it. That will be pretty good because I do like the concept of this. There's just some wonky stuff. Well, that's involved. the thing is, for some reason, it's just you know the nth metal man did not give them life. Essentially, he just allowed them to have the life that they were never meant to have because Will Magnus, for some reason, just didn't know what the hell he was doing with his own invention here. But we have a new status quo for the nth metal man. They are alive. I, I say no. It's back to what it was, just with a new look, essentially for this whole idea. And then thinking, all right, I thought I had a life before. I didn't. Now I know I have life. It's all good. I want to be a hero anyway. But all this stuff here, it looks great. I just really hate the whole thing. Hey, guess what, guys? Will Magnus didn't turn on the responsometer. That's what's up. And also, I don't know if you've known this, but the nth metal man, he's been bad this whole time. Dun, dun, dun. You find out, at least there's a twist. He's not really the biggest bad because there's even a badder deal that's behind well, the scenes and it kind of gets thrown and in. And that's, that, that's thrown in out of nowhere. That hasn't been a part I don't of the even series know the entire I, time. Yeah, and I don't even know if I really love that part of the Well, you don't know story. what you're doing because even by the end when you find out the, that like on top of the, you know, the nth metal man being created as the nth metal man later throughout this origin story, but you, he was out in space with plutonium who something happened to plutonium. He was hit by cosmic rays. He's now the freaking energy plutonium man. Something going on here. But this whole thing when we go to the dark multiverse because last issue we saw the the dark metal man coming from the dark multiverse taking platinum and taking the nth metal man i guess they left gold behind for this whole thing but uh they were taken to the dark multiverse and we have the dark uh, multiverse metal man here and we find out the origin of this whole thing which is great because it goes back to metal man number two when platinum as you've seen throughout this whole thing she was not getting the interaction that she wanted out of Will Magnus. She's in love with Will Magnus, and he just kind of pushed her aside. So back in this original 60s issue, 
She created another Will Magnus, a robotic Will Magnus. Here it's a little fudged a little bit to make it look like because he just looked like Will Magnus in that 60s thing. It was just he It's realized, kind of a cool tie-in though. It's a great tie-in, but until a certain point, because like these things are small little parts parts that aren't exactly right. Like here he just looks like a metal man, not even the ant metal man, just a silver metal man who looks like Will Magnus. And he like I said, originally he just looked like Will Magnus in the comic. He makes the other metal man because this robot was insane and said, These other metal men are bullshit. I'm gonna make the better ones here, where you have this whole new idea where you get this, you get a, a, aluminum, barium, calcium, plutonium, sodium, and zirconium. And these are the new dark metal men that you originally had. Now, in the book originally, we had Will Magnus go and we defeated the the other metal men and Platinum went and took this robotic Will Magnus and plutonium, strapped them to a rocket before plutonium could explode and shot them to the moon because nothing could be hurt over there. She died in this as well. But in this new story, it's that for some reason, Will Magnus was killed by plutonium. That's the divergence timeline of the dark multiverse. In this, though, we just had the rocket explode in space for some reason and not actually go to the moon like it originally did. And plutonium flew out in the space, and like uh, the nth metal man flew out in the space. And the Thanagarians found the nth metal man and added and the made nth metal him to with the re- nth metal. exactly. So this is how we have the character now. The Thanagarians went and made him the way he is now. And on top of it, going back and remaking the actually going back to Earth and finding out that the other heroes. The other heroes did not kill off the dark metal men. They have destroyed humanity. They're going prime directive on this whole thing. Destroy all humans. And they're doing this. And it's like, well, I guess what we need now is to find out the creator. Talking about Platinum who died in the rocket explosion. So we have to go and find one. Thankfully, they went to the Prime Universe. Like, imagine if they went from the from the Dark Multiverse. Like, because nothing says that we have to go to the Prime Universe in my mind. Like, we went to that weird, you know, Justice League, Will Magnus robotic, you know, freaking like universe. Then like, the planet would get destroyed, and then we wouldn't have a story. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're done. But it goes to the Prime Deal, and yeah, I- I'm telling you. Again, there's a lot of explanation going on in this, and I think that it is like, all right, we'll do this real long explanation. We'll fudge some things with responsometers. It works overall good for the nth metal man in my mind because you can say things diverge to a point where they don't have to exactly go what they follow because it does follow enough in my mind to actually play off the original continuity of the metal man well enough. I just don't know why they made certain choices. Like, why couldn't we? They have blown up on the moon and been shot off, and just you know, just to follow the story a little bit more than actually, you know, to say, oh yeah, and then the rocket blew up in space, and Nth Metal Man he he floated off that way, Plutonium he floated off that way, and Santa somehow Gorian came back as a, them. He came a back. weird. He- he looks Energy like the darkest night. <laughs> he looks like the red darkest night is what he looks like, and yeah, he's there, and you end up having you know, but even having them, the and they're going to take the- her down. That uh, the nth metal man's before he became the nth metal man, the way that his dark metal man that he built look, I'm like, this is so good because it is. It just harkens back to what they actually did in Metal Man number two in the '60s. So like, the style of everything fits perfectly with having an amazing art throughout. Because that's the thing is, Shane Davis in my mind is the best artist that's doing regular work at DC Comics right now, and I'm like. I wish more books looked like this. I wish the te- I wish the Teen Titans looked like this is what I hope because that book would have been through the roof in my mind. But- it would be off the chain, as they say, down at the rec center. And yeah, with that, you end up having the metal men and will. They're going to go through into the dark multiverse and like, hey, we're going to hide. We're going to go in. And there's no way that we'll be seen. And you see Plutonium. He's just waiting for him. Plutonium it's- is back this whole thing. He's an energy monster, it looks like now. He almost looks like, you know, a weird Dr. Phosphorus slash Blight or even like combined with Venom for the way his mouth looks like he is just an energy monster at this point and I'm like I don't know what's going on here but now he is the big bad he is going to take over everything and I'm like 
how do you stop this thing? We could barely stop Camo, and now we have this energy dark multiverse plutonium monster. I'm like, does he have the powers of the plutonium metal man on top of this energy thing? Because I'm like, there's no stopping this thing. Well, I, don't know I hope what that you we do. find out what exactly happened to him, but you end up with next issue, the Half Life Ultimatium, Eric, or you're going <laughs> to even up it. That's up to 13. But yeah, the art's great. The story to me gets a little convoluted, but we go forward with, and I did like the stuff with the Nth Metal Man. I thought it was clever. The best part again, of the book. I thought it was clever again to end up tying into that old deal with the issue it's number so two. It's so funny but- too, because even the idea that where, you know, we, we def- like Platinum pretty much makes sure that Plutonium and her robotic will Magnus are destroyed by sacrificing herself as well. And the rest of the Metal Man back in there are like, well, what are you going to do? You going to rebuild Platinum? Sure am, but I'm just going to make her a regular subservient robot now because I don't need her weird like ideas about how in love she is with me. So he ends up remaking a Platinum where it's just like, I'm going to do robotic stuff. I have no feelings or emotions. She was going to let Will Magnus die a hundred times over in the issue. I was like, all right, I guess we're going back to the moon, boys, to find Platinum, rebuild her up there because this was not working out for us. Yeah, and with that, like you said, the one thing, the responsometer, nonsense. You didn't turn on. But then also what we didn't go in, it's it's just as ridiculous to say, hey, Will, by the way, the Nth Metal Man, he, he was kind of fooling you the whole time. What? No way. Hey, you guys knew that? Yeah, yeah, we all knew it. You stupid idiot. So you get that. That part is really forced just to get them in. And then you tie in sideways as well with that freaking dark industries that was going against them. There was them. No, no reason to throw that well, in. Well, now we have a portal to the dark multiverse that Star Labs has taken from the freaking that company from sideways. And we're going to use this in order to go in there and get platinum back. And I'm sitting like. What happened to gold? Did he die last issue and I forgot about him? Because like he was yeah, just hanging up then. And he's is he just there. hanging out in Challenger's Mountain he's by the pool? He's just hanging, so he's there. But we'll have to see what's going on. They're going to go through the portal and all that. So we'll get it. And I do like the idea of the origin of the Nth Metalman. So what did you give this? I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10. Like I said at the beginning, I'm going the I am same. Not, I'm not a fan of the stuff with our heroes. Like the Teen Titans doing stuff like – Everything was just kind of silly and hokey with the reveals and non-reveals in my mind. But the stuff with the Nth Metal Man and how closely it tied into the actual continuity and the divergence it did, I thought was really clever. And on top of that, the book looks amazing all the way through. So 7 out of 10 for me. I'm going to go 7 as well. I agree with everything you say. Now, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Catwoman number 25. That is mine. Catwoman number 25 is my book of the week as well. And we have a bunch of books next week. We have a little more than we did this week. And remember that two of these will be on the Patreon as picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, beep, boo. And let's see what they'll pick. Let me see. We have Action Comics number 1025. Oh, man, I can't wait to see what you review that. As review that we book. have now. Aquaman number 68 pops up, Eric. That's, that's we, we supposed ended up, to come out this week. What we ended up having it on the site, on the DC site for the longest time. And then when I was told, oh, that's not coming out, I'm like, wait a second. that's not." And I went over the site. Ooh, they, they took it They off. took it down. I'm like, oh, my. Yeah, Batgirl number 49, the many deaths of Batgirl, little Cecil Castellucci A little collateral damage deal. from the Joker War? Yeah, right. The collateral damage to my brain. I, I end up, we end up with that ending at 50. So we'll see how this is and set up. Hopefully this? we get that. This is 49, Eric. Oh, man. We also have Batman Beyond number 47. That's ending at 50 as well. And so you'll have a little Batman Beyond mark there. We have Batman Superman number 12. Looks like we have the Brainiac files going on in oh, yeah, that I forgot one. About that. Right? Because everybody got asked that? for the Brainiac files. That's what you've been asking for, Eric, all along. We also end up <laughs> having the Books of Magic, number 23. We don't deal with that. Do we? Why would I? Yeah, <laughs> we don't. But Dark Knight's Death Metal, Speed Metal, 
number one. The Flash tie into that whole, I say tie, and it's just the Flash issue dealing with the Flash family as the Darkest Knight is going after them. Yeah, and yeah, I, I would believe that will be on the Patreon. Little that would be metal. my guess as one of the Patreon picks. We have Just League Dark number 26 in the Jaws of Defeat, Eric. That is uh, exciting. Man, aren't they always in the Jaws of Defeat in that book? <laughs> yes. Magic's might, different now, Jim. There's a cost. Uh, it's my two <laughs> favorite words, Defeat. We have Shazam number 15. Finale. That is a finale to the series, which I would normally say that I think that would be on the Patreon. But, but I, don't know. I think Suicide Squad number nine will be picked. Eric, dead that shot, is dead? dead shot dead. Right there, you go. Flash number <laughs> seven sixty two. That's a big issue right there with the whole final race. Is that the finale of the? Yeah, Legion I believe of it is. Yeah, and you have the and final, Joshua Williamson's yep, run. You have the final race of Reverse Flash and Barry I Allen. Love that Flash cover. And, yeah, I, I don't think that's the final race, Eric. That's just me. But just, I just don't look at that cover. It's a white background. Is Barry Allen, and you're looking overhead of the whole thing. A lot of dragging a dead Reverse Flash yeah. across the ground as he walks off panel. Like that's an awesome cover. Rebirth. That's it. We're way past that. That just said, yeah, yeah. All right. But that's it. That's the last of the books that we'll have last week, our next week. So we'll have a bunch of those. Two of them will be on the Patreon spotlight. I have a bunch of reviews. I better start a cracking, cracking on those. I'm going to start a Monday night. We're going to do all <laughs> I those. I saw the uh, amount of reviews you had this week. I'm like, I guess I'm going to do speed metal to help them out a bit with damn that. Damn right. I also have some Marvel reviews the next day, but maybe <laughs> eh, whatever. I, that's what I said last week. I didn't get to my reviews, Eric. I still might do those. <laughs> right. But yeah, there you go. But that's the end of the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed something here besides Eric. I don't like when people like Eric, right? I thought oh. this was a good episode. I had a good time. Oh, did you? When you I say did. that, it always means trouble. No, it no. It always means trouble when you say Smoking that. Big doinks and Amish. Oh, my God, Eric. I'm off to the Amish. What do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in a seven. Get off my plane.